So how you doing, man? I'm good, mate. How are yeah? you? I'm good. It's weird being on this side of the mic, I must say. On this side of the, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be weird having to do most of the talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm on the cushy side. I haven't got to do too much. Yeah. So explain, explain to me, Anti-Bro, because it's a cool name. Yeah. But explain, because I have an idea of what I thought it meant. Yeah. But explain to me what, what that is. You know, I think people that um, maybe don't go to the gym or maybe don't play. Actually, it's definitely a gym thing. Uh, your typical bro in the gym. Uh, or bro science is someone that you know thinks they're informed thinks they know what they're talking about you know like oh man you need to drink chocolate milk to get you absolutely swench um you know you need to do 10 sets of 10 to to build mass with no sort of logic or anything tested or proven to back it up that's yeah. your typical bro um i'm not by i'm not saying by any means that i am the fountain of all knowledge um but i like to think i know what i'm talking about in certain topics so it's trying to bring more actual science yes. into brodom. Yeah, brodom. <laughs> into brodom. See, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. When I first saw that, I thought, that's a great name because bro science, yeah. it's not even just gym stuff, bro no, science. It's not. But um, it's a bit like nutrition is bro mm. science. Yeah, a lot of the stuff, you know, I admire Joe Rogan uh, fully. He's a podcasting genius and he is uh, a huge personality. But some of the stuff... Uh, in terms of nutrition that him and Brendan Sharp talk about, mate. But it's admittedly bro science, them two, aren't it? They, yeah. they will say, this is bro science, it's and fair. then they go... <laughs> but they have such culty followings, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that people will take that literally, um, and yeah. So what kind of things are, are wrong? Because I know that ketosis and yeah, ketogenic ke- diets and stuff. Ketogenic diet has a, a time and a place, and... So just explain a ketogenic a ketogenic diet so for people that don't know. So it's a diet uh, which is comprised mostly of protein and fats uh, and minimal carbohydrates. Um, now, the whole process of ketosis uh, it's hard hard to really get into, um, but you can use ketones to produce energy. This is essentially what they're arguing. They use you know fats as their primary primary energy source. Yeah. Um, and there has been proven studies to show that it, it like improves cognitive. Yeah. Uh, function in terms of bodybuilding in terms of you know athletes glucose is your preferred energy source um you know it's stupid to neglect that and you see a lot of uh, like pts in the gym um and a lot of advice that i've heard personally um they say you know you need to cut out carbs you know no carbs after 6 p.m and the the client that they're they're dealing with will lose weight and they'll think yeah i've lost weight because i've dropped carbs from a yeah, diet yeah. and that's just not the case you've lost weight because you've completely cut out a food group which in turn has lowered loads your calories your calories do you right, know what i mean yeah so this is what annoys me because they think that by cutting out one separate food group it's going to get people to lose weight but in reality lower carbs is lower energy which means you're going to be less likely to, to perform well right which means you're going to be less likely to burn more calories so you would say then that if they if you were to go ketogenic so you'd low like no carbs, low or very yeah, low of no or very low carbs yeah, but you manage to keep the same calorie intake yeah, you wouldn't lose weight, no, it wouldn't change your body all. shape not at all. The the main premise of a a cut or weight loss is um, a calorie deficit. So you are consuming less calories than you are. Mm. Uh, sorry, you are yeah consuming less calories than you are burning yeah, and therefore you will drop body fat. Yeah, uh, or weight, um, 
and some of that uh, will obviously be protein some of that will also be some of, some of that will also be muscle but it will also be fat and um, they go hand in hand unless you are enhanced um, yeah that's the importance of having to keep so while you're cutting to still try and maintain the weights you're lifting yeah. still try and maintain the same weight yeah i preach about it a lot and uh in reality it is fucking hard um yeah so what i like to say to people that ask me for advice is if you are thinking about cutting you have to have a few things in check that you're at least monitoring the bare minimum that has to be what you're eating that goes without saying if you yeah. don't know what you're putting in your mouth how do you know that you're in a deficit how are you going to lose weight? Yeah, yeah. The second thing would be, you know, you need to know what you're lifting and what type of training plan you're doing. Because if you're just going into the gym blind and, you know, just lifting a few weights here and there, that's great. You will be burning calories. But if you want that nice, shapey physique that has, you know, is lean, muscular, but has low body fat percentage, you need to be maintaining that muscle. Um, yeah. And your muscles are smart. If you're, if you're, if they're used to lifting a certain weight and then all of a sudden you stop lifting that weight you know for a, a long period of time they're going to atrophy they're going to reduce in size because yeah. they don't need to yeah, be yeah. that size um you know, yeah the body will always try and survive yeah and it will naturally then consume less calories yeah if you're not eating anything and you're not working out mm. your body will think well no food's coming we mm. don't need this muscle we don't need to fuel it yeah and isn't it funny then we talk about the body uh, you know adapts to survive and by cutting down, we'll take bodybuilders or men's physique competitors, the main aim in the, in a, a perfect world would be for them to lose all of their body fat percentage and maintain all of their muscle mass percentage. Yeah. But that's going against survival instincts. So your body yeah, releases yeah. hormones, you know, such as leptin and ghrelin. So that's like the, the hunger hormone and the fullness hormone to make you feel fucking hungry. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That's and why it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's, so difficult. It's, it's really hard. And, it, and it is, it's literally counter survival. Um, body fat, you know, although it's not desirable in this day and age, it is necessary for survival. Yeah. Um, you know, you have like, uh, you know, your brown adipose tissue, which is the the brown fat around the heart. Now, whether or not um, severely dieting, I'm talking about the the pinnacle of all, you know, like body uh, bodybuilders getting down to like two, three percent body fat. Yeah, the, the bit so that it can only maintain for a little bit yeah, of time. Yeah. yeah, like where you know they lose so much body fat that their heels. Um, you know the fat around their heels gone so it's literally just Jesus. bone on the floor Jesus. Um, like those sort of levels would be interesting to see if they are burning um, the brown adipose tissues around their heart you know that that's the, that's the sort of you know that is the last legs of survival that's the fat that we need right um, so you're very much right there where you know it is counterproductive um, so see to me that brings up a different argument then because mm. then might be a massive thing that we'll revisit later yeah but then it brings up the issues of steroid users and steroid proponents yeah i've always said you know if steroids are so dangerous where are the bodies mm. and you get these bodybuilder types that are uh the ones that have died mm -hmm. that may be an issue it may be the strain on the heart because it tends to be heart issues yeah no for sure it definitely so obviously is. the correlation would be they're also doing massive amounts of testosterone or mm. human growth hormone or whatever it yeah. is yeah well there's compounds out there mate that neither i mean neither you nor me could spell or yeah, say yeah. do you know what i mean it, there's, mm. there's levels to this game um and you know i watch a lot of content where people talk about this openly and some of the shit that they say i'm just like what in the earth is that yeah, do you yeah. Know what i mean i'm fairly switched on yeah um with that sort of stuff. But no, I think you're, you're definitely right in terms of anabolic usage. 
Um, essentially, anabolic steroids can have negative impacts on your lipid profile. So your ratio between high-density lipoprotein to low-density lipoprotein. Right. Now, I think low-density lipoprotein is classed as bad cholesterol and high-density is classed as good. Um, so it basically impairs that ratio. Right. And what that causes is plaques to form around the arteries of the heart. Um, so it's called atherosclerosis. So you imagine like that your arteries and your veins around the heart, they're, they're, they're circle. Yeah. It will block the lumen of that. So it will right. reduce it in size, which is bad because you get high blood pressure. The heart has to work harder. And eventually heart attacks. And, and heart eventually disease. that plaque becomes a thrombus, which is, you know, it's completely blocked. Right. And it's called something called thrombosis. And when that happens, you have a cardiac event, yeah. which is what you see, you know, in bodybuilders from, from the early days that probably didn't have this education. Um, you know, Arnie, he's had a, I think he's had a quadruple heart bypass where he's got the four valves, the four major valves of his heart are all replaced. And that's what it is. It's the, it's the cholesterol. Yeah. Well, unbalanced. It, along with a number of things. And there are definitely, definitely ways to mitigate this. And I think as the sort of old generation are, you know, are passing on, not necessarily dying, but the, you know, they've, yeah, they've yeah. come out and, you know, we have the internet now <laughs> we have, you know, people that are doing research into this, the new generation can definitely you know, be more safe, but you can never get away from the fact that yes, th there definitely are um, some sort of side effects. Yeah, it's it's unnatural at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? We yeah, weren't yeah. born with fifteen thousand milligrams of testosterone. No, you're not supposed to have four hundred percent the normal male <laughs> testosterone. Yeah, it's like He-Man. Do you know what I mean? And they they literally are turned into Superman. But in in all fairness, um, where are we to say anything? Because you know, it's like our sport. You know, we both come from basketball. Yeah. And I always say this to my friends. They say, well, look, you're big into the gym now. Um, you, I treat it as a sport. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would literally do anything uh, in basketball to, to, to improve my game, whether that be training three times a day, you know, weekends, playing games, watching stuff. Yeah. And, you know, if they're doing the exact same, and they have been for a while, and, you know, they're successful from it, and they're making money from it, and it's their life, then all credit to them, man. But I just hope they, are, they, they you know, they do stay safe because... This yeah, I've never. I mean, even in even in athletic pursuits where steroids are bad, mm. so like baseball. Yeah. <laughs> if you're coming from Cuba. Yeah. Or you're coming from wherever. Mm. You could be coming from America. You're coming from some shithole somewhere. Yeah. I don't blame you for no. taking steroids to get to a level where they pay you twenty odd million a year. Twenty. Be like, nah, fuck it. All right. And some baseballers six hundred million for five years. I mean that's crazy. Do you if, know what I'm if, saying? Even if you like make it in the minor <laughs> leagues or whatever the D league equivalent is of, of yeah. the MLB, baseball's a shit. Yeah, I mean you can support your whole village. You can support <laughs> your like where you've come from. Yeah. Just for what doing some steroids? I've no, I, I don't blame them. Well, I don't. no, I definitely don't blame them as well. And and you know when we're, we're touching on steroids now, but we haven't even touched about, you know, advances, mate. The, the steroids of the past are completely different to the steroids that are around today. Right. And if you imagine where we are today, the year is 2018, people are going to be listening back, li listening back to this podcast in 20 years' time, thinking this is some old shit news. Yeah. Um, what was I going to touch on? Genes, mate. Gene doping. Oh, yeah. that's we're getting to the point That's now. coming. Fucking hell. You're getting to the point where we're going to be able to change what people are like, every aspect of a person, before they're even fucking born, mate. I thought about this the other day. If there's a point where... I mean that's CRISPR, right? You editing, yeah. DNA editing. Yeah. But there's, if there's, if we get to a point as humans where you can edit your DNA currently, mm. and if you want to be more like LeBron James, we can do that right now. Mm. You want to be more like LeBron James, you can. We're there. I mean, it, 
that's I mean there's no point to have sport it will just be video games that's all we'll we'll have we'll just have 2k online yeah those will be the athletes the people that can work a controller everyone's going to be LeBron James yeah well we're we're there we're there right now mate there's been I was listening to a book called The Sports Gene I'm not sure what year it came out but um, there was labs in China that were that were experimenting I've heard about China doing they do stuff with gymnasts as well right they limit their height and they keep them and do you know what the funny thing was? When they said that they were going to, you know, they were doing this in terms of gene, because in their country, anything goes, yeah, do you know they, what I mean? It's not, it's not like the rest of the world are going to tell them off or anything. Um, do you know how many athletes from around the world put their names forward for this gene? <laughs> Mate, thousands of athletes. Uh, and that's just their mentality. If you ask, there's this thing, there was like this thing, if, like, if, you, ask, uh, an Olympic, if you ask an Olympian, you know, if you can win a gold medal, uh, guarantee you win a gold medal, but you, you're dead in ten years. Oh, they'll do it. If you, yeah, yeah. They'll do you know do what I mean? That, that's just the mentality that that you know that the normal people can't understand. Yeah. Um, but it's like the way a normal person could understand that is if you said, okay, you've got children, you're going to die at forty, hmm. but your child will be perfectly fine. Like I'll give you two hundred million. Hmm. I'll give you two billion for it. Hmm. People would say yes. A lot of people. Would, I'd probably. I don't know. I'd have to think about it mm. because, and that's essentially what it is for these these sportsmen and women. Yeah, you change your whole family's life, mm. or even the whole city that you've come from. Yeah, you can change the country you've come from. Mm. Mo Salah has done more for Islamophobia in Liverpool yeah. than any government has been able to do. Yeah, for sure. He can change the world from scoring goals. Mm-hmm. No, I hear what you're saying, mate. There's definitely a an argument for it. Would let me put a question to you. Would you be opposed of against um, an Olympics where everyone was allowed to dope? <laughs> See, I I think it would be really fun. Yeah. It's really fun to watch the hundred meters in nine point whatever seconds, mm. but it would be really fun to watch someone run it in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking let them dope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I see what you're saying. I think, but I don't know. I think because it's a big. It's a red button in athletics mm. because it is cheating. Because not every, okay, kind of everybody's doing it. If yeah. you've watched Icarus, yeah, I've watched Icarus. Jesus, that, that's just frightening. Yeah. And yeah, they're the Russians, but if you don't, if you think the Americans aren't the same thing, then then mm. you're a fool. Yeah, and obviously Team GB is probably doing some stuff at mm. some point. Yeah, Anthony Joshua, but <laughs> you think he's Jesus? Nah, I d- you know what? I think he's just a freak. I think he's a genetic freak. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Not fighting outside no, he, of the UK is a thing. Yeah, he very well could be. Um, I, I think I, people would listen to this probably call me a hater if I said he definitely was but man that is I, some phenomenal physique either way I think he might he, I mean it might just be that he's a freak yeah. some people do look like that mm. and he works incredibly hard obviously yeah uh, for a long time mm. but when we're talking about steroids though this is something that really annoys me and grinds my gears is that you know you've got kids coming out of school that have never played sport in their life um, because let me go back a bit because the the main reason I started the gym mm. um, before basketball was pretty much because I wanted to pack on some size yeah. to look good. Yeah, yeah. That's even most I, people, yeah, right? Yeah, most people. Even when I was playing Division One basketball in Leeds, I was having strength and conditioning sessions and I was doing my bodybuilding on the side because yeah. you want to look good. With the strength know? and conditioning sometimes doesn't even change what you look like. You feel way stronger. I'm faster. I can jump higher. Yeah. I look podgy the same as I did like <laughs> and why is that it's because you're not doing the beach muscles you're not doing the exactly the isolations you know what I mean and I think that social media has a huge part in that because 
the images that you see on social media on a daily basis yeah. can be a complete fucking head fuck. You yeah. don't understand how many pictures that person's taken to get the exact right lighting, the exact right pose. And when in the morning and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I get up in the morning, I'm like, hey, I'm fucking yeah. six pack. Like, I'm good. Like, I look. But then, yeah. you know, after a meal, I'm back to belly. <laughs> I feel you, mate. I feel you. And the thing is, kids coming up now through this sort of, huge boom like it's almost overwhelming the amount of information they have to deal with on a daily basis even though they should be listening in school not on their phone Um, but they they don't want to play sports they just want to look like these Instagram models they want to look like an athlete because this is how you know these people look do you know what I mean yeah and they're coming out of school and it's almost like uh, I remember back when I came out of school it's like I'm going to get some protein powder and get jacked do you know what I mean yeah it's like a cheat like a limitless pill for uh, yeah now it's like oh well what, what, what do I take Oh, just some testosterone, you'll look like that. Do you know what I mean? And there's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, man, because... if you know, That kind of insults the guys that do have those physiques. Mm-hmm. Because even if they do use steroids, they still do that work. Yeah. The steroids helps them recover mm-hmm. from that work. Yeah, for sure. But they still have to lift that fucking weight. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, I don't know. I don't know what can be done about it, because I think, you know, all of the content that I absorb on a daily, weekly, monthly basis... Mm. Um, about this topic people should people should um, reach their natural potential before they even think about jumping on anabolics that means you should um, you know have a stringent training program that you follow religiously eat um, you know a a nutritional plan that you follow religiously recover have great sleep low stress levels and grow muscle for as long as as long as possible there will become a threshold yeah when you reach that that natural threshold then if you want to get bigger, boom. Jump on that Brazilian sauce, man, and yeah. be my guest. But <laughs> Everyone has like, a different threshold, though, as well. Yeah, of course. I see, But those anabolics in those kind of like 100, 200, 300%, the normal human man mm. uh, amounts is different to like hormone replacement, testosterone replacement therapy for like a 50-year-old guy that wants mm. to look or have the same testosterone levels. Mm. They won't look like they did at 26, but they can have the same testosterone levels. Yeah. That's a very different thing. I I quite like that idea. Yeah. Like I, by all means, get to forty five when it starts to decline. Put it back to a really good athletic twenty five year old. But like we're not born equal. Like we probably have different testosterone levels. Yeah. But we're probably both at the higher end. Yeah. Of those testosterone levels. Because of our age. Yeah. Because of our age. But other people, e- even other people our age, will have naturally lower testosterone levels than we do. Yeah. I would say you probably have more than mine. Yeah, training can naturally, train, but training, training adapts that, and your diet, and diet, and you know other, other factors. But you know, it's funny that you talk about hormone re- replacement therapy. The last time I checked, do you know how many people have been prescribed hormone replacement therapy in the UK? No, one, one, one. No doctors or GPs have a fucking clue about any of this. Right, they're See, not. That's an they're, issue. They don't learn about it. They don't learn about nutrition. I know that for sure. Yeah. It's one class, right? Yeah. Well, if they learn about nutrition. It's um, you've got nutritionists and you've got dietitians. They're two very separate and different things. Dietitians treat illnesses, uh, you know. Right. Nutritionists. So inflammatory diseases yeah, and nutritionists yeah. can push the boundaries of, you know, what an athlete can do essentially. So they're right. two very different people. They might do a few lectures on diet, you know, dietary, um, you know, or make up food and stuff. But even then, they're not qualified to talk about it at the levels that you know. Some, even some of my friends that that, that yeah. have. 
Um, That's a big problem with doctors, though, as well, isn't it? The some don't retrain. Yeah. So when I mean, how many of them are reading papers as they come out? Some are. Some are diligent. Some yeah. are just being the best doctor they can. But how many GPs? Well, I'm not sure. Are not reading the academic journals as they come out. When you work in 90-hour weeks as a junior doctor. Oh, no, I don't mean the guys in hospitals. Oh, you're talking... I, I mean GPs. Oh, GPs, yeah. It could, it, that's, well, that, that could because be a, guys in hospitals are around the research. Yeah. Especially if you're in a super hospital. It's usually a university hospital as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're around the research. You're probably conducting some of the research Very as well true. at some point. Yeah, if you've got your head switched on and you have, like, a, a scope that you want to progress to... Then yeah. Then, yeah, but how many, how many GPs are reading about... You know, yeah. ketogenic diets. That's very true. Or veganism. How many GPs actually are reading about that? That is very true. And you know, the funny thing is, um, if you sign up to be a GP, you know, you are a consultant GP, you are essentially signing yourself up for a commitment to learn for life because medicine yeah. where it was 20 years ago is head and shoulders different to where it is now. Yeah. And you can fucking bet your bottom dollar that in 20 years' time, it will look nothing like it looks now. Yeah. That's it, but and then but there'll still be doctors telling you about you know the food pyramid from the fifties, mm. where carbohydrates is the most important. You need as many of those as you can. Yeah, yeah, it is funny. Or like you need sugars; mm. they need to be in your diet in this way. Mm. Or and while we're on the topic you know. of the NHS, mate, shout out the NHS um, and all the people that work in it. Happy seventieth birthday! Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram. It's phenomenal. The NHS was made in 1947 or 1948, and it was essentially formed because you know the soldiers that were coming back from World War II couldn't afford to pay for a doctor, and there were so many of them coming back that the NHS was formed. Right. Um, I can't remember the guy's name now, and it was formed to be free at the point of use, and it yeah. has been free at the point of use up until today, where it's still free. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, between then and now, what's changed? We've get we've got people living longer and we've got more fucking people. Yeah. And it's just it's just heartbreaking to see in terms of like the funding that, that, that they've been receiving. Yeah. My issue is always as with anything I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but a, li- a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. But my issue is always, you know, how much are people at the top making? Mm. So if the NHS gets given an extra two billion nut or whatever it is, yeah. just to use a round number. How much of that is actually going to frontline anything? Like, what? How much of this is? Are there bonuses? How much? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't know that because we don't get to vote with our money. Only the people on the inside. A lot of people on the inside, I imagine, don't know that either. It's kind of uh, whatever Jeremy Hunt says. Well, this is the thing (laughs) with Jeremy Hunt, and uh, yeah, he basically wrote a paper in two thousand and nine about how to break up the NHS and how to privatize it. I hope to fuck they don't do that. Well. This is before he was the health secretary, and now he's the health secretary. So what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's starving the NHS of money, and yes, they come out with saying we've given the NHS this much money, but what they don't realise is um, the amount of care that the NHS needs to provide is exponentially growing because people are living longer with advances in medicine. People, yeah, more people. More fucking people. Do you know what I mean? And we, as you know, normal civilians... It's very hard not to get upset at the the level of care that you receive, um, but you just have to appreciate what they do at the minute because the people that work there they are fucking understaffed. Uh, yeah, I mean we don't we it is taken for granted. Yeah, but of course it is because with generations and generations that grow up with the NHS being free at mm. the point of delivery, mm. like I read a story the other day about a woman who pleaded. I mean she was trapped 
between the uh, subway train and the platform mm. and it like cut her leg up like crazy and she pleaded and pleaded and pleaded please don't call me an ambulance because I can't afford it like it's three thousand dollars that will cripple me I can't I can't take an ambulance to the hospital she ended up people ended up paying for an uber for her because it's quicker oh my god but she said you cannot call an ambulance for me because I cannot pay for it like that will make me homeless essentially yeah and it's you know and then obviously the I don't know which hospital it was that replied but someone said you know it's not three thousand dollars it might have been twelve hundred dollars still still I can't do that like fucking twelve hundred dollars just for for an ambulance ambulance ride I'll walk it off like whatever it is I'll walk it off because that's I'm not, you, you can't cripple me for that. And we don't have that here. Here you can just call an ambulance and it will come. Mm. It's a catch-22 with America, you know, because here people moan about paying too much taxes, but they can look at America, you know, and it's the complete flip side. Yes, they pay less taxes, but they don't have free health service. No. So guess who's going to suffer the most? It's the poorer people. But not all countries can have a free health service. Really? Well, just because there's not enough... I think, but well, taxes. the... The thing that pushes innovation mm. is that a company can make a tremendous amount of money from it. Yeah. So the pharmaceutical industry is basically run by the Americans. Yeah. For that reason. For sure. So if I, with my a team of scientists, can come up with this miracle pill that does this thing, yeah, I can make the business a shit ton of money. Yeah. Without that incentive, it's only the people who are doing it out of the goodness of their heart to create to treat that condition. Mm. So generally, then you will only get the people who have unfortunately been touched by that disease at some point somewhere a loved one or whatever yeah so that's the the desire behind sort of cancer research yeah there's no money in solving in curing cancer that's all out of desire to get rid of that horrible disease yeah but you know if i can come up with a heart medication that turns out to be viagra (laughs) bam billions cheddar cheese yeah it's printing money we're on the winner right it's printing money (laughs) so those innovations tend to come from the states for that reason Mm. whereas here it's more the nhs is great for emergency care you're in trouble free at the point of delivery what it's not good at is uh the way the private sector is which is getting your bloods done and seeing what your deficiencies are and what problems could arise before it happens Mm. That kind of thing is what private medical care is better at. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, and I agree. Because, I mean, how long is it, it? You can't go into a GP and say, uh, I need a blood test just just because. I just want to see where my vitals are at. They'll yeah. be like, oh, fuck off, mate. That's costing us money. Yeah. For what? There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, people have to pay for that shit. you got to pay for that. Yeah, it's, it's like 80 quid, 80 whatever quid, it is. Yeah, for a sports check. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So the NHS is great. If you get hit by a car, mm. amazing. If you need medical care, if you're sick and you're potentially going to die, mm. you have a stroke, cardiac event, whatever it is. Yeah. NHS is perfect. It's not great at the nutritional stuff, sort of the maintaining yeah. where you are. You've got to do that stuff yourself. I think I've got an idea and, uh, you know, it's it's probably never going to happen. But that sort of stuff that you're talking about, the stuff that can't be, you know, that can't be foreseen, cancer, etc. We'll leave that out. Of the yeah, equation. yeah, that's, yeah. But in terms of like diabetes, um you know, just ma- obesity, yeah. heart conditions. All of this can be fucking avoided. Yeah. Like, I mean, people just need to take responsibility. Maybe it's a lack of education, which is just fair enough. Do you know what I mean? But if you are if you know and you're playing naive and you're still putting shit in your body that's going to turn you into a fucking balloon mm. and die by the time you're 50 or need care from 50 to 70 just to prolong your life, then, man, you you know, you're a bad person. I was going to say it. I think education is... is yeah is the biggest thing with that yeah for sure so people know that you know 
drinking however many liters of coke a day is bad but to what level do they know that do they know what is happening they've seen the videos where you put a brick in coca-cola overnight and it destroys the brick <laughs> in like 30 seconds yeah. or whatever yeah. in like 30 minutes or whatever it is they've seen those videos they've seen supersize me where the fries don't change for months the burger doesn't rot like nothing like they've seen those things but to what level do they actually know and experience this mm. because unfortunately when you get fat you don't get fat instantly it's a very gradual very slow process and mm. if you look at yourself in the mirror every day you don't notice yeah until all of a sudden you can't see your toes yeah or someone says oh you're a fat bastard and you're like <laughs> oh shit like i am a fat bastard yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> someone someone in a white van probably from birmingham yeah that's it yeah <laughs> so you, it's gradual and it's slow but you know what to what level do people know this and mm. people don't know that to educate their children just like my son is three yeah i see kids his age fat as fuck loads of them yeah and my son's like then he's got his little baby packs mm. he's like he does his push-ups and all that nonsense he mm. does because he sees me do that stuff so he does it yeah and then you know i'm seeing these other kids running around but they're just fat and then they yeah. go over to mom and dad and mom and dad are fat as fuck mm. and then again this is generalization it's not no, everyone's no, like that but right. they're there's given crisps and coke and i'm like geez the kid's three they shouldn't even know what coke is yeah there's two things that i want to touch on with that and that is um so in terms of like socio-economical aspect mm. if you have and the other aspect is um we'll come on to that after but in terms of like you know money if you can go to Iceland and pay, you know, a pound for a pizza, yeah. but then you have to pay five pound for chicken breast. And you I was thinking that, and like vegetable subsidies. Yeah, I was thinking what, that, yeah. This is what I'm saying. It's very tough, people. It's yeah. very tough. And I think that, you know, that is something that has to be looked at. Yes, you know, people that are on the dole, you know, they have a, I'm not sure how much money it is per week, but they're on a certain amount of money per week. Is it actually viable for them to live a healthy yeah. lifestyle? And if it isn't viable for them to lead a healthy lifestyle, then the government sh is shooting itself in the foot because guess what? It yeah. has to pay for that in the NHS. In the long run. And the other aspect I was going to talk about, and this could come into like the psychological aspect, we're going to run past you. Um, you know, if you imagine someone, let's take fucking Jenny, who works in an office, you know, mm. nine to five job. She's got a dickhead manager who's always down her throat, hassling her all day. Yeah. You know, that fatty meal in the day. Oh, absolutely. That mouth pleasure. That's that, the only thing she gets. Do you know what I mean? That's why people smoke. That's yeah. why I'm like, yeah, I get it. Fine. Yeah. You, you know it's killing you. Mm. You know it. They kill thousands of people, yeah. millions worldwide probably, mm. a year. But, you know, you're not happy. Mm. If that gives you a little bit of happiness. That's why I, you hear like conservatives talk about people on the dole. Yeah. They're like, ah, but they're smoking and drinking. Yeah, because that's the only fucking thing that they've got. <laughs> I've been poor, grew up poor. That's the only thing that they have. Yeah. Mm. That everything else is shit. All they've got is mm. England match. If they go through. Yeah. Beer. Pack of fags. Pack of fags. So, of course, they're smoking 20 days. But, oh, well, if they just saved that, that would be £4 a week. That was mm. this, 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 and this. Yeah. But then what? Like, you, you're you're making however much you're making a month. Mm. You're drinking your wine and cheese. Yeah. It's the same thing. But they can't afford that wine and cheese. They can afford a pack of fags. Yeah, and the Tetley's or whatever and it is. Yeah. The special K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's sad. It's a sad cycle. But I think, you, like, especially, you know, talking to you, you're a psychologist. And, you know, like talking, there's, it's very easy for someone, you know, for me being in shape or in, in shape, subjective, but to look at someone and think, whoa, what have they done to themselves? But there yeah. are other aspects. 
Um, and I think the responsibility has to lie with them, but it also has, you know, it has to lie with other people, you know, like the teachers in school. If you're teaching food tech and you're teaching them how to make a real banging pizza instead of That's how to calculate problem. their fucking macros or how to calculate their nutrition, do you know what I mean? Then what are you going to expect? But that comes down to, you know, the teachers don't know. Mm. And again, I'm speaking <laughs> in generalizations. Very true. Speaking of generalizations again, but the teachers don't know yeah. about nutrition. Yeah. It's useful when the government does things like, you know, the five a day. It's a simple, I mean, that's not really any education. It's mm. just that, oh, you should have some fruit or vegetables Yeah. every day. Five a day, you're supposed to be more like 10 a day, I think the servants are supposed to be. It's yeah. not supposed to be five Even a day. more than that, mate. I mean, it's supposed to be that's the majority of what you eat. Mm. Unless you're on like a one of them carnivore diets, in which case you just eat steak, I guess. But yeah, I've seen that. That's kind of growing. There's some interesting. But why? I don't understand. That must be so expensive. It, well, it must be, yeah. Let's, Grass-fed let's steak. Not get it twisted. If you're doing the carnivore diet, you are bowling. Yeah, you've got to be. <laughs> I th- I was vegan for a bit, and I thought vegan would be too expensive, but I wasn't vegan. I still a lot of vegans still eat shit food, of course. like Oreos and Pizzas. processed cheese, the fake. I didn't eat any of that. When I went vegan, what it meant was vegetables. Like I would just eat vegetables and then season it. So everything I ate was pretty much a hot pot Mm. or stew. And I know I'd eat various different sort of lentils and different legumes and stuff like that. Mm. So I managed to get the balanced diet in, wasn't deficient and stuff. I would still supplement just to make sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I had hemp protein. I still supplement with protein. Yeah. Because otherwise I I was just sore. There was no amount of water I could drink that wouldn't make me sore. Yeah. Vegan's tough, man. I think it works though. I felt great. You felt great. I felt great. Like after the first week, I had the sugar addiction problems where you get withdrawal, mm. and my head hurts. And I feel like shit. And I didn't want to work out, but obviously you force your way through that. And then I also started running at that time as well. Mm. I hate running. Yes, <laughs> as a basketballer, I fucking hate. It's boring. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. running five miles a day. It's annoying. Yeah. But I felt great. There was no, there was no soreness from running except like you get your legs rub together mm. you get that soreness but mm. I had no soreness from, from running whatsoever and it felt great and it was I didn't get the same hunger that I get when I when I lift heavy mm. I just want to eat shit for like a week I just my body's like calories 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 yeah but running I didn't get any of that it was like I imagine my body's like okay you're if you're gonna run like this we're gonna have to drop some pounds because it's yeah. bad for our knees mm. so let's drop some whatever just going back to what you were saying about like survival like, um, if you like, if you are doing that exercise every day, your body will adapt. Do you know, yeah. what I mean? like cardio is a catabolic activity. It will break down fat, body fat, and it will mm. also break down muscle. Yeah. Um, Hence, why runners are thin like that. Yeah, of course. That's why they're they're, they're wafer thin. You know, and but then there's there's certain you know there are certain benefits to cardiovascular exercise that you know bodybuilders miss, especially in their off season when they bulk. Um, you know, some. A lot of them can't even walk up the stairs without being out of breath. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not good. No. But then think of the weight they're carrying. Yeah. So I weigh 230 pounds, mm. which is quite heavy, but I can still move. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, But I think that's because that 230 comes from basketball and body weight and push-ups. Yeah. I think I'm just a heavy boy. These guys push up to 300. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like they're, yeah. of course they're tired. They waddle. Like they're fucking massive. They weigh <laughs> way too... And not only that, they might be 300, but they're like 5'10". Yeah, or five like, six. That's what's. No, I'm six four and yeah. two thirty, so it's not weird. No, but some of them guys, they're, they're too much. Mm. It's too much weight. It's not good for you. Your heart is still this big. 
It's still as big as your fist. Yeah. And you're weighing 300 pounds. Yeah. And then obviously they cut down from like 300 to like 240. And it's that constant flux of up and down. I spoke about this in um, one of my recent YouTube videos. Um, you know, the, uh, sorry, one of my recent podcasts. You know, one of the arguments between this cult- cutting and bulking phases versus, you know, being lean and healthy yeah. year round and the pros and cons. What's what's best then? The lean and healthy all year? You know, in an in an ideal world, if you're not too lean. In an ideal world, you'd find you know a fairly healthy body fat percentage where you were happy with the amount of muscle mass that you had on, and you were able to maintain that year round. That would be the ideal situation. However, if you are not happy with what you look like lean, then you have to go into a bulk to gain muscle mass to then cut down to be happy to look lean. Right. So the thing is, if you're not happy, you will be in that constant cycle anyway. Yeah. And the thing is, so you get what you want. When is too big? When is uh, that? When is happy? This is you know, this is the bigorexia. Yeah, the, that's the body dysmorphia. Yeah. So that's this the same thing that I mean, those bodybuilders definitely have the same thing that anorexics and bulimics, but the opposite suffer from. But they're never happy with whatever. And it's, you're looking in the mirror. It's like, yeah, my my traps need like a mm. quarter inch more. Mm. It's like, what are you talking about? You're massive. You've won. You yeah. beat the gym. If yeah. the gym is a game, you won. <laughs> you completed it, mate. Yeah, like you've won. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. It's tough though, man, because you could always see improvement. This is the thing that's addictive to it, addictive about it, and it's something yeah. that I really, really am addicted to. Um, but there are certainly some negative psychological aspects. Like I dieted for 14 weeks to get lean for a holiday, a two-week holiday. Yeah. And the whole time I was on holiday, apart from the last few days where I switched off, you know, I was feeling guilty of the food that I was eating. I, right. I dieted down to look good for this holiday and I was feeling guilty about eating all this food. Yeah. I still fucking ate it. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, it's but nice. I, can't help it. I was, even, me, and my, me and the missus, she's the exact same. We were talking to each other like, why are we doing do you feel this? guilty? <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah, man, oh, this feels bad. Like it does, it, it, it certainly has some sort of... See that, I think, leads into what you were talking about with the vicious cycle. Yeah. So you feel shit so you you rely on that comfort food again mm. so you look in the mirror you're like so but that's a different kind of thing because obviously you looked good for the holiday so you look in the mirror you're like yeah i look good but now i feel weird about eating this cake yeah but if you are bigger and you're not happy with the way you look mm. you look in the mirror you're like i'm unhappy again the bit of mouth pleasure you get is that instant bit of sugar mm. cucumber gives you no mouth pleasure it's like celery tastes like ass it's like there's things that are good for you that are not nice yeah. like when I was vegan it's difficult to eat out it's a pain and I, I fluctuate between being vegan for a bit and being not so I'll be vegan and then I'll have a cheat day and I'll just go nuts and then all of a sudden eat everything that used to breathe so because mm. I, I wasn't vegan for so I guess technically it's not vegan people will be losing their shit right now Yeah, it's plant based but do you know what the thing is it's not vegan even <laughs> Joe bro science Rogan talks about on his podcast about like the amount of vegans to get pissed and eat meat do you know I mean in America? And I'm not going to try and talk, try and quote the the number, but it was up there in the thirty percent. You know what I mean? It was up there. Oh, when they get drunk, get drunk and then cheat. Do you know what yeah. I mean it might even be higher? Yeah, but then um, they're not vegans. Yeah, they're plant based because a vegan is the whole animal rights thing. Vegan's not a diet. Yeah, it's the whole like you know lifestyle. no animal. Yeah, it's a lifestyle thing. Animal products, mm. um, like including like your cleaning products. I just go to Asda and buy cleaning products. I don't buy vegan cleaning products. <laughs> So I'm not a vegan. I'm, I would when I, when I do that, I'm eating. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I play basketball. My shoes have leather in them. But like, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's just like, the way it is. Like, yeah. Like, so yeah, I can't. <laughs> if I don't, then I'm gonna break my ankle. But 
yeah so yeah so plant-based people will just get annoyed mm. you know but i think yes. in this day and age it's probably a lot easier to do vegan and plant-based because it's become so so like big why do you think of the culty aspect of it though i don't like it yeah because it's just as much of a religion as a religion is yeah. in that situation like it's these are the things that vegans do mm. like what do you mean this is supposed to be a diet isn't it <laughs> it's like the Animal ten commandments rights. yeah it's it's nuts it's ho- it's it's crazy but the problem with veganism is actually the proselytizing that's the only reason it's the converting everyone to veganism yeah and then looking down on people that aren't vegans and you expect them to then have a good response to your message yeah if i if i said to you everyone that goes to the gym is a cunt <laughs> that's how i started this conversation yeah. everyone who's into fitness in any kind of way all fitness youtubers and podcasters they're twats <laughs> that doesn't start our conversation very well right no in fact, you you wouldn't come on. Like yeah. if that's how the words, you'd like you'd be like, oh, oh fuck off then. <laughs> I'm a twat. Yeah, but but unfortunately, that's how the message is started for yeah. animal rights. It's mm-hmm. like veganism is supposed to be about animal rights. There's a way to do that in a positive way. Mm. The other issue then is you get some documentaries with some very very questionable facts. What the health? What the health with milk and eggs? Milk is not like that about pus and eggs being this evil thing. You can eat as many eggs as you like. Yeah. Eggs are great. Yeah. <laughs> it's full of all kinds of cool stuff for you. Yeah. And not egg whites. You're supposed to eat the yellow bit. The You're yolk. supposed to eat the yolk. Yeah, for you know, sure, that's... mate. Do you know what I mean? That was mad. The only reason that I personally chow down egg whites when I'm cutting is because, um, you know, my fats are so low. And that's where most of the fat is stored. It's very healthy fat. Uh, but if my fats are that low and I like to go over them, then guess what? I'm in a calorie surplus again. Yeah, but you've, way. yeah, but you, that's because you've calculated everything. Yeah. You're not, not eating them because you think they're super unhealthy. Nah, you're not eating the them look, mate. Yeah. you're not eating them because it'd be like that would push me over yeah. that's the same as not eating an extra meal because yeah. that would be too many then mm. I'd be fucked yeah it's like I, I've restricted my calories because that's what worked yeah for the first time ever it's like the only thing that really worked was actually having a, a calorie count app my fitness pump yeah mm. so that's the Under Armour one right yeah there's another one called Food Diary which is what I had first mm-hmm. then I got a new phone and got my fitness pump instead but it it's good like mm-hmm. that's how I was like oh shit like I'm cutting calories here do you find that you get educated as well at what's in your food while, while tracking that you yeah and I'm getting surprised at how I mean I am consider myself not s- so stupid yeah for sure but you have a podcast in, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but I would I would be be reading you know what my calories are for the day and I'm like Jesus Christ there's that many calories in that that time so yeah I just go into the kitchen and a little handful of almonds. That's <laughs> 500 calories. Yeah. Like, that's that was your meal <laughs> yesterday. That was your dinner. Yeah. So, you know, I've since I've been doing that calorie restriction, I've not been eating nuts for that reason because mm. it's not because they're unhealthy. It's not because they haven't got useful stuff in it, but mm. it's because it would push me over. Yeah. And I actually need the amount of food that would fill me up but still be less calories, so I'm up the vegetables. Yeah, it's it's actually heartbreaking at the same time because... You know, learning to track your macro, you know, calculate your macros and track your food, it does to a certain extent ruin food because if you think about your favorite meals, like if you have a chicken tikka masala, pishwari naan bread, pilau rice, imagine you could calculate that, you'd be like, holy fuck. Yeah, it's like 1,400 and something. More probably. Imagine like a large Domino's, two and a half thousand. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like 400 calories per slice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the whole day. 
And say, I can't eat again. I can't drink anything but yeah. water. But when you don't know and you're naive <laughs> to it, do you mean life is life? Yeah. But when you do know, you know. When yeah, you yeah, that. you're right. It does sort of change. But I think that's that's why it worked for me personally for that reason because it was like, oh wow, like this is what I need to do to stay under. Yeah. And then I'm running, burning 700, 800 calories each run. Mm. I'm like, yeah, mm. that's if I can be under by eating. Mm. And then I go and work like a, a lunatic, mm. work out, sweet, it's, tr- right. it's tried and tested, mate. It'll definitely work. That alongside, you know, perfect, not necessarily perfect, but that alongside a good training plan that you actually understand. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing that, you know, people that are just starting out in the gym, they're missing. If, li- if, li- if you're listening to this podcast, right, and you're just starting out in the gym, you're missing a trick by not, by you know, by not following... Um, a train a proper training split hmm. this is the only time in your life where you'll be able to gain some serious muscle fairly quick yeah. and also lose body fat without being you know other than being enhanced yeah um and it's something that i really wish that i you know that i could do sooner and that's why essentially i've started this podcast and started youtube you know and started this fitness instagram page because there's so much stuff that goes on in my head and the conversations that i have yeah that you know i, I want to tell people i want people to know um, and it's also fun you know you must know yourself on this podcast it's fun having people on yeah it is I mean the whole point of doing it in the first place was to have my opinions changed or to find out stuff from people who know the thing that I want to find out about yeah have some experts in the field about but that, whatever but that in the gym like people start in the gym mm. that's a that's a good thing to have somewhere where you would go mm. I like Athlean X you know what's his name Rick Rick something Athlean X not sure his thing is like train like an athlete obviously he sells like uh programs and stuff right yeah but um it's just little little quirky stuff like he uh he's so lean he's like a anatomy model basically so like he'll get a pen and then he'll be he'll go like this and then he'll you'll see all the fibers and he'll draw each one and then he'll move his arm and you'll see them all it's like this is how you work this one and then it's like this for this one and it's like it's pretty cool yeah but um it's that kind of thing. Like, just I could just watch those. It's sad, but you go into YouTube rabbit holes. Oh my God. I could just watch those for hours, and like, and then I go to the gym. I'm like, oh shit, like that worked. Mm. Or the next time I play ball, it's like that worked. Like, mm. I feel better, or whatever it is. But I've, I'm trying to. I'm not worried about losing muscle mass because I know I'm sure a lot of people believe this of themselves and say it of themselves. I literally have no problem whatsoever building muscle very quickly yeah whether that's a genetic thing whatever probably it's not that i work out super crazy or yeah. recover super well i don't my diet's not great i eat what i like pretty much yeah but for some reason i've never had an issue putting on size my problem is leaning out like that i've never i was always a chunky rugby player looking kid it's, <coughs> it's leaning out that is the thing that i needed to concentrate on and i'm the flip opposite to that so it's hard for you to keep, but it's easy for you to lean. Well, it's, it's hard for me to pack it on. Yeah. It's very easy for me to, to lean out. Like when I start, uh, so my bulk is essentially started now, um, although it's very early on, so I can't really comment on how it's going. But last year, it was up to about 4,500 calories Jesus. per day. So if and I did that, I would be so fat so quickly. So quickly. And people talk about how... Or li- massive. I just like yeah, tank you, out. Yeah. I'd be enormous. 4,000 calories. Yeah, I'd be massive. People talk about how losing weight is hard. 
please come and tell me, come and talk to me when you've tried to eat four and a half thousand calories consistently. I've got some friends that really, really struggle putting weight on. They really like they're bone thin. They're really struggling. Mm. Like they're with personal trainers who are massive, who yeah. are like, you got to just eat, and like, I physically can't eat any more than I am, mm. and it's not working. I had someone message me on Facebook actually the other day saying that exact that exact thing and uh when i asked him you know how much how much are you eating in a day he said you know around this much mm. so for one that tells me he doesn't know and two that tells me the number that he told me was wasn't high enough yeah you know if you're not gaining weight i wouldn't say weight if you're not gaining muscle um you know you are not progressively overloading your lifts and you are not eating enough mm-hmm. and or not getting enough sleep and recovery yeah you know, it's very hard for people that work shifts um, you know, yeah, someone's yeah. on like night, you know, three days, nights, three days, you know, whatever. It's very hard to have some sort of stable, you know, sleep imbalance. Yeah, bad sleep is a, is an easy way to gain to gain weight. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was, when we, when we were talking about um, sleep before. You know, the, those hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin, they get completely fucked up mm. when you have lack of poor sleep, and also it can affect testosterone and estrogen. Do you know what I mean if you have low test, yeah. you're gonna feel pretty shit. High estrogen, high water retention, you look pudgy. What messed me up was eating late. So, because obviously basketball practice is always late. So, mm-hmm. I would eat after practice mm-hmm. and then go to bed. And I'd wake up feeling like shit. But my sleep was poor. Really? Because I'd eaten. And I thought it might have been other stuff, whatever. But mm. as soon as I stopped eating at night, I just, after basketball, I wouldn't eat. Mm. So, I would come and I'd rehydrate. And then, if I would eat, it would be a handful of nuts or something. Mm. Just some calories. Then I'd wake up feeling great, feeling fine. That's strange. I'm the and it kept my calories lower. Yeah. And I was able to lean oh, slightly sure. more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think in terms of getting your calories lower, for sure. But in terms of eating before bed, most people just out like a light, you know, that sort of food coma feel, feeling. So to, it was... it was. No, I would always wake up tired as fuck. Would you? If I ate at night. And you've had blood work done? But no. You, sh- you should do. Because, yeah... I'm not sure. What, what, uh, mo- the majority of people that I follow, you know, um, and this is all anecdotal evidence. Everyone's completely different. But if you're in a severe deficit or any deficit, you know, by depending on where you like your food, some people really like it first thing in the morning. I can't. I really prefer it lasting at night. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah, I prefer it like that. Yeah, but it's just hard to sleep. Yeah, I mean, I mean it may be other things. Mm. Um, it may be what I'm eating mm. that late, and then I wake up feeling more tired. Mm. Or or I don't know, but it was just when I stopped eating right before I slept. So yeah. I'd still eat late. I'd still, you know, eat nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. But then there would be an hour, hour and a half before mm. I then actually went to sleep. And that helped. And then I would still, it's still like a 16 hour fast that I would do. Because mm. then I would eat one, two o'clock the next, Same as me. the next day. Yeah, I don't tend to eat until about 12. I've, even as a kid, I couldn't eat breakfast. It used to make, it used to make me sick as a kid. Really? Like... It would just make my stomach hurt. I couldn't eat. Like the sight, the thought, the smell of food was just like, ugh. Mm. I'm just going to school. But um, then yeah. I would eat break time. Yeah. You know, obviously now you're playing. You know, you play Division One basketball. Yeah. How many times a week do you get to go to the gym how, around your training? Do you know what I mean? To lift. Yeah, to lift. Um, well, I'm a bit crazy, so during the season, not as often as off season, of course. During the season, I'll still go. I'll still go three, four times a week. Yeah. Um, off season, I pretty much go five. I'll go every day, mm. and then have the weekend off. 
So in terms of the energy expenditure that you're giving out then, do you know I mean, if you're going three or four times a week with training and games, you're burning a shitload of calories. Yeah. But I'm taking in a lot too. That's I, good. During the season. I, yeah. And sometimes it's guilty. I shouldn't, but I do anyway. Because mm. whatever, I'm not in the NBA. Yeah. Sometimes I, in order to get a shitload of calories, will just eat bullshit. Yeah. But no, but since, as soon as I started eating healthy, it was right after the first time I went vegan for like three or four months. Mm. The second I then ate like a KFC or something, mm. almost immediately, like five minutes after I'd finished, it's great when it's going in, but five minutes after I'd finished, I'd feel like shit mm. for hours. And same when I and now if I eat a massive amount of sugar that's not from fruit, mm. like if I eat chocolate or something, that's great. It's amazing. It tastes great. Yeah. And then I feel like shit for hours. Really. Yeah, I know I know exactly what you're saying, especially like in terms of KFC. In terms of sugar, though, this is the one thing that drives me mad about um, not necessarily the industry, but the sort of cliche of clean versus dirty foods. Right. Yes, there are definitely foods that are very good for you. You know, if you like your vegetables, your fruit, they are nutrient-dense foods. Yeah. And you also have foods that are typically not good for you you know pizza it's pizza curries takeaways etc yeah but at the end of the day a calorie is a calorie and yeah yeah you know, if you can fit it in you know what you're eating in a daily or weekly because that's why this app helped me yeah because even if i ate like shit yeah like i could still be under for the day yeah and i'd still not feel as bad yeah i wouldn't get that oh I've, it's fuck it I'm off today. I'll just eat 8,000 calories or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't get that feeling. No, that's very true. And, you know, around your workout time as well, like you say, like, you know, you um, obviously play basketball, you go to the gym. I would argue that it's actually beneficial to have, you know, sugary foods, so really low GI. Like, I have Cocoa Pups pre-gym. Do you know, out of Cocoa Pups Yeah, post-basketball, I have to have something sugary. I just have that, I just need some... It's probably about my glycogen stores or something. Yeah, it is, yeah. But I need like some kind of fruit or like smoothie, some massive intake of sugar. I need yeah. something. Because it's just, mate. yeah, it drives right. me crazy. People that demonize these sort of foods are very small minded. I just do, for me, but I'm not, obviously, I don't, I don't control everything the level that you do. That's mm. why I don't look like you do. <laughs> or like I don't control the level that like big up professional athletes will do. Yeah. I just do what makes me feel good at that point. So post workout, a big fat sugar induced smoothie mm. feel great then I can go to sleep yeah and not feel shit in the morning yeah with athletes, but I used to bang out cereal as well for yeah, that reason for sure. to get that sugar in cereal has, is the absolute fire and you get the milk with the protein and yeah, all of that I'm telling you it's the dream it yeah. is the dream I used to smash out cereal after basketball I'm actually working with um, an athlete at the minute like a pro baller I'm doing his nutrition for him um, and I'm writing his plan this week to give it him to the start next week mm. and uh it's just going to be so fun what you can eat because he, his goal is for the preseason to pack on some size. Right. But he also trains, you know, a couple of times in the day, does yeah. coaching, does other work. He's so not going to worry about getting fat. Oh my God. He's going to, he's going to worry about getting enough in, right? He's going to question like this, this plan that I give him. He's going to be like, are you sure? And believe me, he's going to love it. It's going to be mad. <laughs> this is what I love. This is why I enjoy working with athletes because, especially in the preseason time, in the you know in in their season, it's very much a different headspace for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the preseason, when they've got like different goals that they want to hit, uh, it can be great. It can be a great time. Yeah, I burn I burn a lot of calories off season mm. because uh, I mean you get the opportunity to play every day because it's not as hard on you the playing. 
It's fun. Yeah, it's more fun, but it ends up burning more calories because I'm not getting hit. Like during the season, you get whacked. Yeah. Because it's you're trying to win the game. Yeah. During the scrimmage, you're just trying to get a sweat on. You're just trying to run up and down a lot. Yeah, it's very true. So you burn a lot. I burn a lot more calories that way, and then the more then the more free time. So I'm running in the morning, mm. and then I'm lifting at night, or the other way around, or whatever it is. Mm. Talking what? about the NBA, what do you think about LeBron going to Lakers? It's gonna be good. <laughs> he could go anywhere. He could have gone where he wanted, and it would players would go with him. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it's. It's funny the controversy that's bouncing about online about that though. Do you know I mean like traitor and all this? But you gotta think about yeah, you know how silly that is. Yeah, like, and Durant got the same thing when he went to Golden State. That's mm. silly. No one who ever comments. I hope you haven't done this now that I'm about to say no, no, this. Go on, go on. But no one who ever like comments on these Instagram posts calling nah. anyone who does anything, yeah, any kind of name or saying anything negative keyboard warriors like what are you it's because your life is shit hmm. like you need a hobby or something to keep you f- more busy than saying you know rihanna's haircut shit or whatever like yeah. what what are you wasting your time for yeah it goes back to that i guess that little dopamine release they get off doing that if their life yeah. is shit and they have nothing going on and you know they've got bad parents that like fucking horrible to them they're locked in their room not on their keyboard hating life yeah and they comment on that picture you know on jack's picture saying you skinny motherfucker they just want your attention. Yeah. But rather than be nice to get your attention or do anything of merit that would get your attention. Yeah. So maybe have their own content that you're like, yeah, I like that too. Yeah. And them saying, hey, Jack, look, this is what I thought of your content. Great job. You might then click on their mm. profile and be like, oh, they have content. Watch it for a couple of seconds. You made a connection. Mm. Instead, they get your attention by saying you're a cunt, whatever. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, if you were like, if you then answered their horrible trollish comment they'd be yeah. like oh I'm a fan actually I just never thought you would comment back comment back yeah. it's like well I read it you idiot like what are you what are you doing Yeah. it depresses me when I go on that someone's profile that does that and when in the rare occasion it's not on private that when they have kids mm. and it's like you've, your kids are going to be a fuck up like yeah. what what example is that to your sons or your daughters mm we're talking about these social media celebrities don't you think it's weird how in the last few years it's changed from um you know it's changed from like these celebrities being big on television to now you've got youtube stars yeah there's people with millions of followers i have no fucking idea who they are yeah oh there's one guy from northampton i think he's from wellingborough he's like a gamer he's got like blue hair i think ninja I, I don't know. know I don't know his name. There's one guy playing with Drake. Fortnite with Drake. See, that's mental. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. The the, the whole game is shifting. It's crazy. And uh, KSI's got a fucking what? I mean, what? He started playing FIFA in his mum's house. Yeah. And now he's got a penthouse with Ferraris, gold laced, and he had a boxing match against another YouTuber. Yeah. This is the <laughs> world that we. This is the world that we live in now. It's know? insane. And then these people are hosting nights in clubs. Or like they're do- running these events, mm. and thousands of people come to these events. Yeah. They are celebrities. Yeah, isn't it weird? This is. It's kind of cool. It is very. It's cool. like a whole industry has just been created out like mm. out of thin air. And Gary V is very good to follow for that sort of shit. Yeah, I follow Gary. He, um, do you know, like he he always talks about that, like especially gamers. Like if you are a parent, and you're telling your son, you know, go do your homework, don't play games. 
How wrong. how much would you be kicking yourself now if yeah. your son could have could, was making you know? Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you are. Wrong. Like you're re- like the internet means you can pretty much turn anything into money. Mm. If there is an interest that you have, 100%, there is someone in the world with how many people are on this planet. There's someone in the world who has the same interest as you. Yeah. If there's enough people and you can create the content that those people like, you can monetize that thing. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, there's there's people that are like paint on paper or they just pour paint out and then like twizzle in it mm. and it gets thousands of views because mm. people like watching it. Yeah. There's YouTube videos of a fire. It's an eight-hour-long video of a fire. That's a bit creepy that people can watch it's that. It's weird. Video. Yeah, that's very weird. But it's monetized. Yeah. Someone makes money every month. Someone gets their monthly chip, pays their bills with I think whatever the t- fuck. There's two ways that you can become, let's say, rich. Rich is, is a, a very subjective term. Rich monetarily. Yeah, we'll talk about wealth. Well, again, that's very subjective. We'll talk about money. Yeah. <laughs> you can either, you know, serve the population... Or you can be in the top one to five, you know, one to five percent of whatever your craft is in the population. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the internet has made that a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, it's easier now to to not do anything but be known. Yeah. Which is weird. Mm. That's, that's the, the re- I keep like every day now for the last week, someone has told me to watch Love Island. <laughs> I don't know. Do you watch Love Island? No. no. See, I'm too busy. I don't watch that shit. But yeah. also, I oppose to watching that stuff. Mm. I watched X on the Beach, and it just made me mad because these are people that I would never want to talk to again if I spoke to them one time. Yeah. But it's, it's there's no, people don't have drama in their life, mm. so they watch this TV like Love and Hip Hop mm. or whatever that has this drama to get that need. Or they start drama with their partner and they start arguments over nothing. Mm. They, they start this trolling on the internet. Because it's too easy to be alive. Drama is exciting. Yeah, I mean, we need it. Mm. We need something in terms of like evolutionary bio. And evolutionary psychologists would tell you, you know. I mean, think about how long humans have been in this form. Mm-hmm. We've been in this form for thousands, thousands, millions of years mm. because it takes so long for evolution, for, for our physical forms to change. Mm. So we're still in the form. That's why intermittent fasting works. That's why your eyesight, your visual acuity improves, your cognitive uh, abilities improve, uh, your athletic abilities improve during that fast. Mm-hmm. Because at some point your body's like, yeah, we need to catch something and eat, or we need to find something and eat. So mm. we'll divert our attention to making your eyes better and your muscles fire better and all that stuff. So we're still in that system. We still have those bodies, mm. but in just the last 150 years, look at the way that the world has changed and how much easier it is for humanity. I'm talking into a stick that somehow records onto this laptop. And just 150 years ago, that wasn't the case. I can now go to Asda and get pineapples from Costa Rica. 150 years ago, they're not. I'm not doing that. It's so good that you've brought that up because today is, is it June 10th? Yeah. 11th July June 11th oh sorry June oh my god my head sorry (laughs) I've been to the gym I'm foggy it's the 11th of July right Um, between the 10th and 11th of July in 1856 uh, Nikola Tesla was born Mm. Um, and essentially he was the man that invented electricity and you know before coming on this podcast you asked me what am I interested in you know I said I've got a big interest in physics yeah just imagine right going back to 1856 how in the fuck 
would you come up with inventing something that you can't see? Electricity. Yeah, that we can't use yet. And this, oh, sorry, this is what I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, you know, have you ever read the book Sapiens or heard, heard about it? It's on my list. It's on my pile oh, to read. Love it's it. on my pile. It's it's like a, a it's like a comprehensive history of where humans. Yeah, even that's why it's sapiens, on my pile. It's like Homo erectus, Homo Neanderthals, whatever they were. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'd love that. Um, I think it's just mad. And like I follow an Instagram page called History Photographed, um, mm. where they post pictures, you know, of history. And some of the pictures that they can po- are posting are, are from like the 1860s. And to look back, the people don't look too different from where they were, from where what we look like today. Yeah, they're, they're the same. They're the same, of yeah. course. But Biologically, I just, think, I just think like the last 150 years, it's mad. Yeah. Like f- when you compare it to the time frame before that, where not much changed for you know a long period of time, whereas now yeah. everything's just like almost exponential. You can look at if you look at those pictures from really far back, you look at the size of people. As yeah, well, yeah, they look like they're in way better shape. They're all pretty lean, mm. but and it's not because it is because they have less food, mm. but it's also because they're eating food from down the road. Yeah, so like the vegetables are grown over there. Yeah, like they're they're fresh, they're healthy. Like the, next the, to a nuclear power. Plant. Yeah, the chicken isn't. Yeah, <laughs> the chicken's not full of antibiotics. They're not full of shit. Yeah. they don't have this high fructose corn syrup mm. in everything because it's a byproduct of making other stuff. Mm. So their diets were cleaner, but they eat less food. Yeah. But they're smaller. Like their heights are smaller, they're physically like they're not even close to as big. Mm. Because of our abundance of food now. <laughs> There's people in the world that starve, which is crazy. There's people in this country that starve, but we have an abundance of food. Mm. It's really easy to solve, guys. Mm. It's really not that difficult to solve, but there's no money to be made in solving it. No. It's funny, yeah. I, was, I think the, the to solve world hunger, I think the estimate was a trillion. Really? And the bank bailout here in 2008 was like four trillion or something crazy, wasn't it? It was more than that. Yeah, probably. More than what would solve world hunger. <laughs> it's nuts. It is mad. I was literally in the Dominican a few weeks ago, and uh, Dominican borders with Haiti. Right. Where the, you know, the earthquake was. Yeah. Um, and 90% of the food that ha- Haiti essentially finds it very hard to produce his own food i'm mm-hmm. not sure why i didn't ask farming i guess and yeah 90 percent yeah. of the food that you know that haiti consumes is from the dominican right um you know if they can support the country that's neighboring to them then surely we can support with the amount of money that we have yeah can support countries that are just like absolutely famished do you know yeah. what I mean? well i think the irish famine was uh dealt with by some change in agriculture laws mm. Uh, in the British Parliament, that and immigration, obviously yeah. the, the Irish people fled. It was like a potato famine, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what it was. But it was, <coughs> yeah, it was something that's that's the that's the example that's always used for the danger of only having sort of one crop or one nutrient in the ground. That was it. One yeah, thing. for sure. Because then, then if that goes, you're fucked. Mm. And that's the same thing, you know. Invest in your money. If you only invest in oil, lots of different oil companies. What happens when oil fucks up? Like, you're, you're dead. Yeah, when, the, when we run out of oil. <laughs> yeah, what happens then? And like, you own all of the oil and there's none that, there. That's the example that's always brought up, the, the potato famine. Yeah, that's why farmers now do crop rotations, don't they? Yeah, but that every every single rotation kills the nutrients that will come from the successive crops mm. because the ground gets worse. Mm. Yeah, but that's why, you know, say, for example, you're growing um, four lots of crops and you have four fields mm. you rotate them each year yeah that's you're supposed, the idea. To get, you're supposed to have a year off yeah you know i mean 
aren't you? To let the, to let everything. Yeah, the ground needs dead things. Yeah. Things need to die to bring that the nutrients back into that soil. Yeah. Or every that's the reason you know the world lights on fire occasionally because it, everything burns and yeah. then that matter is returned back into to the earth. Yeah. That's why forest fires exist. It gets dry, mm. shit burns, or yeah. things die, mm. and then the nutrients are back in the soil. But we have to turn over this mm. crops and get these crops. You would love sapiens. Yeah. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's on the list. And then the one I've after that's called Homo Deus, which I'm I'm still on. But yeah, you would love that, man. It's all about that that type of stuff. Understanding, you know, where we've come from, how we've evolved, evolutionary uh, psychology and stuff yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've got to check it out. What do you think about people that don't accept evolution? Because you know, there are some people that, you know, pretty probably religious zealots more so than anything, that don't accept, you know, evolution, although the facts are there, and argue against science. That's a couple of questions, really, because it's okay to... Uh, my, my, my question would always be, you know, why do you distrust that theory, particular theory? But there's a flip side to that is there's a lot of people that are on the science side that are almost just as dangerously religious about their ideals as the crazy religious, religious people are. Yeah. Because, again, you know, you if you're arguing for evolution and you've not read a fucking thing about evolution, yeah. you it's faith. That's the exact same thing. You have faith. Mm. Slightly different because you have faith that other people have read it mm. and that you trust that those those people have read it. But, you know, the religious people will say, well, I have faith that, you know, this priest speaks for the Lord or this whatever speaks for whatever. Yeah. So there's there's the faith argument there. But, you know, it's difficult to, if you read Christian, if you read the Bible, mm. pick on the Bible because it's the only one you're allowed to pick on, mm. political correctness wise. Yeah. But if you read the Bible afresh, having never known about Christianity, after knowing some sort of thing about science, you, there's no evidence in it. Yeah, you'd think it was bullshit. For sure. So if your 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 opinion on evolution comes from the Bible, you're not basing it on evidence. You're basing it purely on well, on the fact that your parents were Christian. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, your parents are Christian. That's why you're Christian. You don't know anything about that. Mm. But if you've read the science, you know the science. Again, every bit of science is not fact. No. There's scientific fact, and then there's actual fact. So, I mean, you said you you like physics. Mm. There's scientific fact. That means we haven't found out it's not true yet. Yeah. We've tried our best to disprove it. That's what science is. I have a I have a hypothesis. Yeah. And then I do everything I can using my research method skills to disprove that hypothesis. Mm. These are all the studies I've done to disprove it. I couldn't disprove it. Mm. It doesn't prove that it's true. Mm. just means that's the best we've got. It even goes deeper in physics. You know, like, um, there's this place in Geneva called CERN. Yeah. It's the, you know, the, the, the CERN large particle, yeah. particle accelerator, um, you know, where they smash particles together to try and find other particles. Yeah. And at times, they can't even detect these particles. They can just detect things, which means that those particles are there. The, yeah, the effect that they've had. And it's, 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 it's fucking boggling, because if you look back to, like, the 1800s, this is what I was going to talk to you about physics. Physics essentially is the study of things that are very large yeah. and things that are very small. Mm -hmm. This is which is why I'm really interested in it. Um, how small? How deep can you go? 
Do you know what I mean? Well, you yeah. Can, you can look down. Say you look into this table, right? We've got a table in front of us. There's atoms in this table. We can look, you know, break them up, look down. We can look at the fibres, the atoms. How far are we actually going to be able to go down? Because it's, crazy. it's a head fuck. Yeah, it is. It's a complete head fuck. And then the flip side to that, you go outside on a clear night and you look up. Yeah. You're essentially looking infinitely. Think about what up. infinity is. Yeah. And this is why I like it. I like having my head boggles and I do try my best to, you know, listen to, you know, good sources of information. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Stephen Hawking read all of his books. Physics is a great way to get that feeling yes. where you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just whoa, uncomprehendable. Head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Neil deGrasse Tyson on Instagram posted a picture of the, the other day, like a, it was a composite. So let's not get into composites, flat earthers out there. Yeah, but yeah. It was a composite, okay, of yeah. a black hole. Now, just looking at that, right, and the way that I've heard it described, a, a black hole is, you know, so big that you can't even imagine it, Jimmy. It's the point where the gravity is so high that it fractures yeah. space and time. Yeah. That's why you know that. Like, That's why wormholes yeah. are, could be a possibility. You could travel from one end of the galaxy to another almost yeah. instantly. And like multiverses and yeah. shit like that. Like it's almost like you know when people do like LSD and ayahuasca and stuff and you hear yeah. they, you hear they 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 see like gyroscopes and all that sort of patterns. Yeah. Mate, it's a head fuck. Well that's what Our people who tend to have those sort of it. they have those psychedelic experiences, yeah. they'll say, I actually don't possess the language to tell you mm. what I knew when I was having that experience. So they'll be like, well, I'm tripping and I understand how it works. And then now I'm not tripping and I I can't tell you. It, like it doesn't, I, you just have to do it. That's and that, that's the way people, but that's why I think. That would frustrate yeah. the hell out of me. It's like you, you understand the world. And a lot of people actually say, you know, when I'm in that state, you know, you, you feel this energy and you feel as though it's feminine. You don't know why. Feminine. You just feel as though that energy is feminine. Really? So that's the idea of Mother Nature. So you feel as though that that em- en- that energy, that creator, that energy, right. that whatever this is that you feel mm. is a feminine energy, definite feminine energy. That's what Sam spoke about on on his podcast. Oh, my God. You know, he was talking about Sam Nita, episode 11, 12, 12. Mm. That's what he's, he, you know, he mentions you know meeting mother nature whatever it is gaia is a feminine feminine energy which makes feminists go yes and there's everyone and it explains paganism that. a lot of people do there are a lot of correspondences there's very few things that everybody says yeah, other than sure. you know i tripped like people yeah. everybody says that there's no way you can take lsd and nothing happen mm. it's gonna happen yeah for Something's sure gonna happen it might be bad if you try and fight it it's gonna be bad mm. let it happen and observe it but uh, there are some things that are similarities. Yeah. And that is where the super-duper materialist argument sort of falls apart unless you can specifically outline which receptors in the brain are being affected by these specific chemicals. Because then you can say, of course you always experience a feminine uh, energy because this particular neurone is affected. And if I affect it in in, in a different way, you also feel a feminine energy. Mm. So this neuron makes you feel a feminine energy, whatever that means. And no, we, I no mean, we don't have the technology. That. We don't have the technology to, to scan the brain that way. Mm. I mean, the brain is. I mean, look, I can change the organs in your chest, but if I touch your brain, you're dead. Mm. Like that's fucked. How sensitive the brain is is, know, is yeah. insane. We'll get there, but it's again, it's like it. I honestly believe neuroscience at some point will be 
the same way we look at physics now and it's like wow like yeah. it's crazy and i i think psychedelics and drug research is is a way to do that let's uh, let's explore what consciousness is let's explore what the brain is by mm. fucking with it a little bit and seeing what happens but people that are on the forefront of that they're called you know absolute crazy hippies that's the idiots it's changing slightly yeah for sure it's definitely changing. i mean there's rick dublin and maps um i mean that's a, that's an organization that's that's doing research there's universities now funding psychedelic research other research i mean it's part of my research it's there's a few people here that are doing that sort of stuff that's so sick into psychedelics and mm. and transform my my research is about transformation yeah. so when people have some kind of experience mm. and it doesn't have to be drug related just mine is for for reasons i'll break down but when people have some kind of experience that changes who they are that shifts their perspective so like for me becoming a a father did that ah, okay yeah so straight away i was like shit I gotta make some money. My work ethic changed very quickly, and my patience got—not for patience with like people and, and children, but my patience with wasting time and nonsense mm. became very, very, very thin. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't watch, you know, Love Island. It's like, yeah. ah, what, what is this? What do I get from this? What's the point? Mm. I don't go out clubbing. It's like ah, I'm spending ten pound to get in and listen to music. I've got Apple Music. If I needed to do that, I would just listen to it. Yeah, it's like little, little weird things like that. You become a grumpy old man. Mm. And what, else, what else can be responsible for that? Say that is a really good example, you know. Transformation. Yeah. Stuff. Well, like, psychedelics is one. So people will do mushrooms, and then it will reveal who they are and the things they don't like about their personality, things that they have to change. A lot of people will do some kind of psychedelic, hmm. and then become vegan and be like, yeah. you know what, we're doing this, and it's, it changes the way they eat. Mm. Some people will refuse to eat junk food after that. They don't eat processed food changes their nutrition some people they quit their job because mm. they get that realization you know the the phrase i'm being paid seven pounds 20 an hour mm. is very different to i sold an hour of my time for seven pounds 20 but it's the same thing yeah you know i sold an hour of my life for seven pounds 20 an hour oh, an hour of my whole life feel sick putting it that way and if you if you actually work out how many hours you have it's not that many no, I've done this. It's actually really depressing. It's really sad. It's like 200,000 or something Yeah, like something that. crazy. And so then you think, I'm so worth more than £7.20. I'll live to your 100. It's like 220,000 hours. I'm worth more than £7.20. Yeah. That's how you feel. Yeah. And it's those kind of realizations that people will have if they have these sort of profound experiences. Some religious experiences are like that. You know, so people will claim that they've met god or have this weird energy or yeah. whatever it is and then all of a sudden it just shifts their perspective i would love to have like a, a bullshit reader do you know what i mean because yeah. there's so many there is money to be made about being you know out there in the world um, yeah and i'd love to ha- know the you know have a bullshit reader because that sort of shit annoys me you know what one it annoys thing- me because it's really prevalent in my <laughs> research <laughs> like course, in yeah. that kind of yeah like my research isn't spiritual but mm. That sort of transformative stuff or growth mm. and like positive psychology in that way where yeah. it's about optimism and growth and hope and things that we can do to improve ourselves, self-improvement. Yeah. There's a lot of shit. What's it's the same as you've got a lot of shit in the fitness industry. There's yeah. a lot of just 
nonsense. Yeah, but, but spiritual stuff, you get a lot of woo woo. Well, this is what I'm saying. I can I can disprove crystals. them. I can disprove anyone that yeah. tries to argue with me about training and nutrition. Right. If someone says they've seen God, yeah, you can't touch that. And it's untouchable. This is one thing that I really actually uh, it'd be really great to have your opinion on this. Hypnotism. Oh, that's real. It's real. Yeah. How I literally some people are more suggestive than others. So some people it doesn't work. But you can I just be, can't get my head around you, it. You can be hypnotized. It's, it's meant... I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, it's not my research area. Um, I've had a few people on the podcast who actually know a lot more about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it, it is a thing. Hypnotism mm. is a thing. Some people are far more suggestible than others. I don't know. <laughs> it, it literally blows my mind. Because I've, I've had friends tell me that they have been hypnotized. And they're switched on. They're not work. fucking idiots. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They're clever people. They, they've got their wits about them. And for them to say it, like, it makes you think, like, it actually scares me a bit. Yeah. Because how easy is it to do? Unless unless you let someone fully in control. Do you know what I mean? But if you're out in the street, someone surely can't come up to you and hypnotize you. Like, No, it's not like, you know, like a magic fairy dust you blow in someone's face. and then mm. They have to be suggestible. And they have to be relaxed and calm and... Mm. Um, I mean, for some people it doesn't work. Like you can go to hypnotism shows. Yeah. Obviously, you're Darren gonna. Brown. Yeah, you're gonna go to a really good hypnotist. Yeah. It's gonna be an expensive show because they're very good at what they do. If you go to some cheap show, it's probably a fraud. Um, but if you go to this really good hypnotist, I mean, you, you can go sports hypnotists. They exist. Yeah, for sure they do. So you, if you go to a really good hypnotist, and then they say you're whatever and make you do this on stage and mm. you're pretending, they know. Mm. They're like. It, you're not suggestible you don't have to do that mm. move on and they're very happy to do that they'll bring you up you're like not working next and they will find someone and it does genuinely work but you could be not suggestible yeah. it could be that individual perhaps can't get you under but another individual could I'd like to think that I wouldn't be suggestible and it would really scare me if someone you could if bring you someone were. in the room and say look Jack this mate is gonna I think the only way to find out is to go for it yeah you, you, you gotta be kidding me no way scary they no. could make you do stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying. I don't, I, I don't know if I'd like that. A lot of MMA fighters get it done. Yeah. And you know, I think that's almost performance enhancing. If you could have someone... There's that loads of things that are performance could, enhancing. ...could there. really clue you up and get you in this state where you're going to like absolutely rip someone's head off and you're about to step in a ring with them. Because oh. yeah. you know when you see, like, you see two people fighting boxing, right? They're professional. Yeah. But when you see, say, for example, someone's just killed someone else's parent... There's a difference between that yeah. respectful fight the and then wanting to kill you. Do you know what I mean? If someone could get so worked up in, a, in a, you know, an octagon in the UFC that they want to kill you, that's definitely performance enhancing. Yeah, but there's a flip side to that. Is they're so highly trained yeah. that there's certain guys that you can... You know, if I'm one of those sort of highly trained strikers, mm. like Wonderboy Thompson, yeah. and you get super mad and you want to kill me and you come at me, if I'm Wonderboy Thompson you're going to get knocked out. Yeah. He's like a cricket. Yeah, like <laughs> because that's what he wants. Yeah. His thing is, come and hit me yeah. because I'm going to move and kick you in the face because I'll move weird. Yeah. But you'll fight Diego Sanchez. If it's two guys that are like that, yeah. that, that makes an entertaining fight. Yeah. If it's two guys that just come swinging, if you've got like Clay Guida out there just fucking swinging. Yeah. Arguably, morally unethical to do to, to, would be my... Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah, you have to think about the damage that these guys do. Well, that's what—that's the argument against steroids mm. in MMA. I completely agree because the damage you do, and yeah. boxing for that matter, yeah. and football. Yeah. Because the damage, for sure, there's steroids in football, but 
American football, I mean, obviously. Yeah. But the, the damage that you're doing to another person's brain, we have we don't know what CTE does yet. We we can't even. There's tests now coming out, but mm. we can't even tell if you have it. Yeah. What is CTE? What do you know what it stands for? Uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Whoa. Pronounced that wrong, I believe. Round of applause, mate. That was. I pronounced that really badly. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, but no, okay, yeah. So th- but it's essentially it's a, it's a condition called brain damage brain tra- over time. Okay. Um, Isn't it scary how people can change off that? It, I mean, it, some people have changed their personality. Uh, some people have had like blackouts mm. where they've done some horrible stuff to their family, been threatening, smashed up their house, and when you're talking about an NFL athlete. 300 pounds that's athlete. a big dude smashing up the house yeah. like the wife and kids or the friends who aren't other NFL athletes what are they going to do nothing yeah you couldn't do a damn imagine thing imagine how yeah. scary that is and then the other thing is the, the guy then comes round yeah and his house is all smashed up and he has no idea what he's done his knuckles are bleeding he's smashed the fuck out of his house and the fear that then has to go through their brain and their testosterone gets dropped to nothing yeah it just messes them up. That was the one time so bad. the guy in the UK was prescribed testosterone. He had a, a brain tumour which caused his testosterone to be nil. Yeah. And it took him however many months to get it. And even when he did get it, he was getting the dosage which was like 150 milligrams per month. Right. Which is fuck all. See, the problem with low testosterone as well is, is depression. Yeah. So men need testosterone. Mm. And overtraining does lower your testosterone over time. MMA fighters get lower testosterone as they get older. Mm. Also, they're getting hit in the head. Getting hit in the head lowers your testosterone. Mm. Just does. And that's CTE. That's the the problem. And you have memory issues. What happens a lot is people get far more impulsive, which may be one of many factors in why NFL athletes go broke. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, it's very there's, there's many. One of them, obviously, is a lot of those athletes haven't come from money. Yeah. And they haven't got a veteran presence because it's not like basketball where you stay in the league for 15, 20 years. You know, the average career is three years. Where, in the NFL? Yeah, in the NFL. I think the average is three years. Oh, who knew? Jesus, I thought that... Well, I know there's not as much longevity as basketball. And it's unguaranteed contracts. So if I give you a four-year contract and you get injured in a year... You're out. And you're out. That's, I don't have to pay the rest of the three years. In the NBA, if, I, if we sign a four-year contract it's and honored. you're out, I've got to pay you for four years or buy you out for the rest of the contract. They have unguaranteed contracts in the NFL for that reason, because the turnover of players is so high. Three years is the average for that reason. Injuries. Wow. Most people get injured. If you make it 15 years, it's skill, but it's also luck, a lot of luck, and overcoming the injury. And people get addicted to pain pills. Yeah. Because they have to, especially like the linemen and Mm. linebackers that are tackling and guys that get hit, receivers and all Mm. that stuff. It's mad though. You think about like... um, sports equipment advancement you think they come up with a, a better design for a damn helmet or something that can mitigate the brain damage honestly the safest thing is no helmet cool the guys who who played with the when they wore the leather caps no cte really the problem is or less cte let's yeah. say the problem is the the helmet. it's why they get rid of head guards in amateur boxing the face shields the problem is it acts as a lever it's like having a bigger head Mm. Your your brain is still swilling on the inside, yeah. But it's worse. Um, I can't explain in any more detail than that. I think it's just. I don't know. It's literally. Yeah. It, it acts as a lever. It's like mm. 
you know, it's easier to undo a nut with a, a longer spanner than it is a shorter one. Yeah. Something like that, some kind of biomechanics. But yeah, it's, yeah, for sure it's physics, isn't it? So it's it's like, physics, yeah. which I, I don't know enough about. I'm just a fan of physics. Yeah. I'm not a, a physicist. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's far safer. There's, n- there's very little CTE in rugby. The CTE comes from concussion. So if you bash your head against another person's knee or head, it's concussions. But you got to remember in the NFL, that's what you do at practice from when you're like 11. You, you have a drill where you charge head first. That's how you make a tackle. And 11-year-olds have CTE. Mm. It's, there was some crazy study about... I don't, I, I'm not going to butcher it, but there's some crazy study about the percentage. They're like... I'm just going to make up some numbers, for example, but it was something nuts. It was like if they if they ask if they check on 200 uh, high school athletes, like 199 of them or something had CTE, showed signs of CTE. It's something absolutely insane. It's astronomically high. It's mental, and it's yeah. because from a very young age they tackle with their head, mm. and the helmet doesn't help. It makes it worse. Mm. It's like the gloves in boxing aren't to protect your face; they're to protect my hands, so I can hit you harder. Yeah. The safest thing is to be bare knuckle. There'll be more blood. It looks worse. You yeah. swell quicker, but it's safer. You're not going to get brain yeah. damage. Yeah, because you can't consistently generate that force. In yeah, someone's I head. can't hit you. Like if I'm a a heavyweight athlete, yeah, I cannot hit you as hard as I can. I will break my fucking hands yeah. to pieces. I will shatter my hand. Yeah, and then you lose the fight then because they'll come back. But if I wrap my hands in basically cement because yeah. it's plaster, it's tape, and then that tape gets wet and it's basically fucking cement. Yeah. And then some gloves. Yeah. I can swing this. And they some of them still break their hand. That's the level of force these guys can generate. Mm. Any sort of combat sport is uh Yeah. The other thing, American football as well is you if you learn to tackle with your head, like you they there's I'm sure there is a technique in tackling. Yeah. But if you're <laughs> just a big lad, you could just fucking smash into someone. You could just throw your two hundred and sixty pound body. Yeah. 260 pound by the way that can also run the 40 yard dash at some crazy fast time Four seconds or something yeah. and have a stupid standing vertical and a crazy broad jump yeah. so freak athletes the freaks of the freaks of the world are in the nfl yeah when we look at physics and looking at kinetic energy and yeah the force into, yeah yeah if, if you could, i'm sure those studies exist yeah. where you, you look at the force that these athletes generate and then they're both generating that and then they're smashing into each other head first mm. of course they have brain trauma of course they have this this problem and they get impulsive they end up spending all their money or doing crazy stuff getting issued in drugs carrying guns that are unlicensed you're a millionaire why why do you have unlicensed guns you can get licensed guns but it's just impulsivity you do crazy stuff yeah especially like when you're talking about tackles as well you know they talk about head on like the force is multiplied if you have 50 newtons this way 50 newtons that way right the force impacts 100 that's why I was watching this thing the other day you know there was a car driving at 50 miles an hour and it shut a ball out of the car at 50 miles an hour the other way the ball yeah. just dropped do you see that yeah. just well, dropped straight down but that's the that's the thing like if people forget that like if your car is moving 70 miles an hour mm. and you crash into a wall that's not moving anywhere you are inside the car still travelling 70 miles an hour until you also hit the fucking wall yeah same thing happens with your brain inside your head mm. so if we're running at each other head on and we smash into each other head first. Yeah. Our brains are still moving in that direction because our brains are not sealed against our our skull. There's fluid around our brain. There's space, mm. so the damage doesn't come from you know our brains being mushed. Mm. The damage comes from our brains hitting our own skull, and that's what a concussion is. Yeah. So I've had a bunch of concussions, but you, the problem is you you don't feel 
the effect from that until like 10 years. Really? So if you're getting a concussion every single day, and there's guys that fight with concussion, so there's guys that, that get concussions, they get concussions every single day and then still go out and tackle, still play football. It's yeah. absolutely insane. We're finding CTE in soccer players from yeah, heading head the, the ball. Yeah, damn right. I thought I was just being a pussy. I was thinking, like, when this no, ball it hurts. Comes, you smash it. Could I you see up, them do it with no look on their face. I grew up playing football when I was a centre-back. Yeah, same. Centre back. Fucking it hurts. When you're a kid, it hurts. <laughs> you got guys just booting it in the air and you've got a header it. It oh, hurts. Yeah, it does. And then you get used to it, and that getting used to it is probably what makes you a bit thick. Because <laughs> ten, <laughs> 10 years later, when you're 20, all of a sudden you're at BBC you. Sport interview, you're like, yeah, I thought we played really well. And it's because you've fucking been headering the ball all your life. Like punch drunk. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you've been headering the ball all your life. Yeah. That and you don't go to school. <laughs> yeah, and you make £250,000 a week. Yeah, I wouldn't read either. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I wouldn't bother with, you know, GCSE yeah, biology. Fuck it. Yeah. But there is actually a minimum GCSEs I think you need to have to play in the Premier League. Really? I think you need your maths and English or something, there's a rule. Oh. Wayne Rooney had to redo it, I think. There's some players that get all A's. Lampard got all A's. Did he? Good lad. Yeah, like A's I and A stars he got. There's some guys that are like that. Mm. But yeah, CTE is is. Do you know it's mad because you, you talked about the the mental health health aspect of it. Yeah. Like how mad is mental health? Like in terms, not necessarily the people that have mental health. I'm no. talking about. No, I know actual, you don't mean mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using yeah. that you know, word, yeah. Because, yeah. and it's the hardest area to get treatment for in this country, is mental health. It's because. I think obviously I'm not an authority, but it's because, it's, if you break your leg. I can see you've got a problem. Yeah. You can say, ow, it hurts. Mm. And I can be like, yeah, that probably hurts. You've broken your leg. I can see the bone sticking out probably. I can understand why that might hurt. You can't lie about that. No. Y- you could lie about, about, you know, depression. And To get off work or something. You could. Now, yeah. nobody does that. No, for sure. But... The thing now that bothers me a little bit is the trivialization of being a, a depressive. So now you get like so like, now it's like a badge of honor. It's like a, a good thing that you, that you're depressed. Mm. Which so now because I've I've suffered from depression. When I was 21, I was on uh, sertraline. I was on antidepressants. Sertraline, yeah, yeah. Um, and I struggled with that for a while, but I, you know, and like you feel bad and like was well, easy to suicidal get suicidal stuff. Get off it. I did what you shouldn't do, and I stopped it. Cold turkey, yeah. So yeah, you shouldn't do that. Shit. Yeah, you should but taper it. Yeah, but I didn't. Mm. I just stopped doing it because I started my master's degree, and part of it was meditating, and yeah. that helped. And I thought, fuck this, I don't need this surgery. It's, it's making me worse. Yeah. And then you know, every now and then you get whatever, but you isn't it annoying though? I, I'm, an, I, I can't talk for your circumstance, but I've got people close to me that I've suffered with, you know, anxiety yeah. and depression, and. It's literally, you know, if you go to doctor, they throw this pill at you oh, straight they do. away. They do, yeah. And, like, I've had arguments with doctors in terms of, you know, this person needs help. Um, There's people on it that shouldn't be. Well, they'll say, you know, to get, like, one-to-one help, the actual help that's going to help you, you know, fix you, uh, alleviate your problems, you have to be at a certain point. You know, you have to be, like, hearing voices, you know, suicidal, yeah. thinking about taking your, you know, all this stuff. And for the, for the you know, for, the, for like, the early onset stuff, like, anxiety depression the stuff that could be easily treated just by you know talking to someone through your life problems yeah it's very fucking hard to get treatment for man it is and part of that is the busyness 
it's the same you know cams child and adolescent mental health it's very difficult to i mean i worked in a school that y- you have people that have present with suicide attempts yeah. genuine attempts yeah you know it only wasn't successful because they're 14 and they don't know how to do it but genuine attempts um and then sick cams are like oh, six weeks six weeks this person's <laughs> might not be here in six weeks mm. and that's you know they're understaffed overwhelmed six weeks literally might be the best that they can do but the problem is when these sorts of problems this depression and anxiety becomes this badge of honor that celebrities are now like i suffer from depression too i suffer from depression too a lot do because any kind of creative or artistic thing it happens it's it's almost some weird thing when i was on sertraline i felt like a bit of me was dead and that's the creative bit i felt like numb and i was like is this how like it feels to not like i've always played instruments i've always painted i've always drawn I've yeah. always created, I've always been artistic. And part of that is being sad. Like part of that is like part of being who Kurt Cobain was yeah. is being who Kurt Cobain was, is being sad and depressant yeah. and reliant on these drugs that make you happy. Yeah. But when depression becomes this this badge of honour, then the depressive people are like, Oh great, so now I'm not even unique. Yeah. So now this isn't even special. Mm. Ah, so fuck it well, I mean that's just worse yeah that's frustrating so now this thing that that I genuinely don't want to get up mm. you know, like going yeah. you, like you just want to sit there like it's you like need the toilet you're like I, could, I should just piss myself like I don't even want to go over there yeah I don't want to get up you don't want to get up in the morning like everything is a bit shit mm. like good things can happen and it's like meh. bad things can happen and it's like meh it's, it's not being sad. It's meh. like everything is meh. It's everything good. is flat. It's good that you talk about this, though, because, you know, we have the Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, yeah. Especially, like, men that don't talk about it. But it's really bad with let's, men. Let's not just have a fucking week, okay? Yeah. Let's have some, some sort of conversations on different platforms. Yeah. About Because, you know, life is hard. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. Content creating, sports, banking. And there's gambling. a difference. I mean, everyone gets depressed. Mm. Shit happens. Things make you sad. Mm. But a depressive, one of those things will then turn into a depression. Yeah. And when you're in a depression, if something really, really good happens to you, it doesn't cure that. If you're depressed and then someone and you win a Ferrari, like if you lose your job and you're sad because you lost your job or you lose a relationship and then someone buys you a Lambo, you're like, no, it's yours, mate. Don't worry. It's yours. If you're not a depressive... If you're not a person who suffers from depression, you're just a person who's a bit sad. Yeah. That's going to cheer you up. Like, yeah. ah, fuck her, I didn't need her anyway. Lambo, let's go and get a new one. Yeah. Or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you are if you go into a depression, I could give you anything. Mm. And it, it, who cares? You just, it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. And then for so, you then, what, what helped you get out of that then? So you talked about meditation. In, obviously, I've, I've never dealt with this, but... Yeah. Um, you know, for me, the one thing that I could think could help would be to make, you know, right choice after right choice after right choice and let momentum build, you know, your life gets back. But if you're saying that, you know, it is like a bit meh for everything, then how do you sort of... It's, you don't want to do anything. Yeah. But do you get do you get happiness from doing things? So a lot of people don't exercise. I still exercised because I was still playing basketball. Yeah. But that, I think that was because that's what I'd always done. It was like, you know, people with depression sometimes they'll go to work because that's just what they've done. Yeah. 
exercise is a thing that can help you feel good definitely and the the you know lifting is and you mentioned it earlier and it's because of that incremental progress mm-hmm. so i can see i'm oh, i'm curling like this and then now it's a little bit more and then now i can do this many reps and now i can do, even if it's tiny even if the first time you go to the gym you can bench 20 kg yeah you get the the little the bar the little bar just the bar yeah. and you can do that like one day you might be able to put fives on that bar mm. and then at some point you put 15s on and then at some point you you four, four plates aside yeah you <laughs> might you know yeah and it's that, that tiny bit of progression it's tiny little bit tiny little wins mm. and maybe that's for me how you know i was able to to feel a lot better i don't think it would be just little wins but, but do you know how you're describing that wouldn't you this is my argument now for mental health treatment in this country wouldn't you like someone to be able to sit down and describe that to you do you know without having to pay for like a private counselor or do you mean at the nhs do you mean yeah I, I mean education is needed yeah and for men education and other people speaking out about it yeah that's not bullshit yes that's like not true. speaking out for likes or not speaking out for whatever. There Sympathy. are people yeah. of, and it's important that people of all walks of life speak out about it. So it's not something that just affects poor people. Mm. It's something that might mean that someone is poor and unable to progress financially yeah. because this thing is holding them down. This thing is stopping them from from working or pursuing their their creative, whatever. But doing something that has these little incremental wins is a way to get out and I would never say to do what I do and stop taking your antidepressants for sure do not do that they help a lot of people mm. people yes are prescribed them too quick too quickly yes and sometimes when they don't need them sometimes mm. when they're not actually depressed like like why are you depressed like oh y- your dad died last week well yeah you yeah. don't need drugs for that you, like humans you can be sad sometimes shit happens yeah. you can be sad but that comes from you know how many how many questions does the does the GP ask? Yeah, the GPs and I feel for them because they're not qualified psychologists. They're not clinical psychologists. They're not psychotherapists. Mm. So how many questions can they ask? What they have is a questionnaire because I've seen it because they filled it out when I was there. <laughs> they have a questionnaire. It's like, are you this? Are you that? Are you that? You know, have you had suicidal thoughts? Yeah. To me, what does that mean? Because technically, there's no nothing deep. There's nothing deeper than that. Yeah. Does that mean? that I've thought about how I'm going to kill myself or I've just thought about sometimes like standing on a bridge thought I could just throw myself over here yeah. like just as a goof intrusive thoughts yeah Yeah. Everyone does that count as suicidal sure. like I'll be driving on the motorway yeah <laughs> and I'll think I could just go I'm not going to do it it's intrusive if Everyone I'm in the passenger seat on someone's car and I've got my phone in my hand and the window's open sometimes I think you could just chuck that I could just dash it out there and just, yeah. I'm not going to do that it's going to cost me 300 400 pounds for a new phone mm. Does that count as a suicidal thought if I'm standing over the bridge? Or does it count like when I was 14 and I'm stood on the bridge in the canal and I've got the fucking rocks and shit in my pocket and I'm thinking, ah, fuck no. Do you know? Is it that? Because that's a suicidal thought. But when he asked me, do you have suicidal thoughts? I said no. (laughs) I don't know what he means. Yeah. Does he mean, you know, the time when I'm thinking about it or how? I'm thinking, no, no, no. I wasn't really going to do it. Mm. But it's it's the GPs. Are, I feel for them for that reason because mm. they are just it is just a checklist. But for mental health, especially for men, um, the stigma needs to go a little bit. Yeah. 
it's like that he-man thing isn't it all testosterone you know you want to be the provider man we live in the 21st century now you yeah know, some of the most powerful people there's no like <laughs> suck it up and carry on no you can if you're sad suck it up and carry on yeah if it's something that really affects if you're depressed mm. you need to talk to somebody you know, you, you might need a therapist and experiment. One therapist might not work. Find different therapists. You have one that you have a connection with. Drugs may not work. Certain drugs may not work. So that one doesn't work. They'll up the dose. So they up my dose on sertraline. Mm. It's kind of working then. That drug might not work. You try a different antidepressant. You try a different. There's mm. fucking hundreds of them. You try all kinds of antidepressants. Mm. But they, they are useful. Don't need to ban antidepressants. We just need to relax on giving them out too much. What do you think about like, um, you know, I've heard on other podcasts, you got like the, the natural healers. So like sun, the sea, yeah. having sex. Well, seasonal seasonal affective disorder, you know I mean? SAD is a real thing. So when the sun goes away, we do feel sad. <laughs> For sure. But that comes back to, I mean, Joe Rogan always makes the thing like you, you, the universe is, that's infinite, infinity up there. Mm. If there was one place on earth where you could see the stars, it would be the most popular tourist destination of ever because you, those things are some of those things that when you look up and you see the stars they're dead now because the light took so fucking long to get here by the time it got here that thing is blown up yeah it's like what the fuck mm. that is infinity at some point there is a definite other globe just like this maybe in a parallel universe or not because it's fucking infinity who made the exact same decisions just like me the earth happened everything in the exact same order evolution happened the exact same way mm only they decided not to look up right now or maybe they did like that is insane to even think about you have to have some level of intelligence to even wrap your head around here's a head fuck for you how that works the big bang we can't see beyond what the big bang what beyond uh, the big bang we can't go far enough back you know what I mean yeah. the light's already travelled and uh, before that no one knows no one can find out but the, there's been theories to put in place you know that the big bang happened and the universe, you know, rapidly heat, heated up and cooled for matter and it expanding. And it's still expanding. Yeah. It's constantly expanding. So you imagine you've got the, the sun here in the middle and the earth's going round the sun. But that's a static model. In yeah. reality, everything's moving. Yeah, yeah, through space. Yeah. Well, there's a theory that, you know, time is linked to the expanding universe. So we obviously, we're born, we age, we die. Time's going forward in that way. Yeah. When... These are all theories. When the the amount of mass in the universe equals a critical point, so it to start to come back, so to balance the gravity with the way it's expanding, yeah, and it starts to you know re re recess, yeah, that time will go backwards. That's fucking nuts. This is why I like it because it blows my yeah, head. It's crazy. Like, it's like you know what? It's kind of like the thoughts you have when people smoke weed. Yes, and, the and they're like, dude. And then they'll say some crazy shit. Yeah. That's what physics is. It's like crazy shit. <laughs> and the Stuff you can't wrap your head around. But it's it, it's done by people that are just, you know, the most, generically speaking, the oddballs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They sit there thinking. Almost autistic in their, their ways of thinking. Your you know job I mean? is to sit there and think. It's like philosophers back yeah. in the day. Your job is to sit there and just think about stuff. Like Einstein used to... You know, he used to sit in a chair, just like the one that I'm sitting sat in, right? Obviously not as cushiony, probably a metal chair. And he used to think so hard, so hard about whatever he was trying to think about. And you know how you know sleep is becoming a, a more and more popular thing. People understand they need more sleep. Yeah. He used to regularly nap. 
So he used to sleep with two ball bearings in his oh, hand. I've heard this story, yeah. And a metal bucket by the side of his thing. And he'd know that when he'd fallen asleep, you know, he'd fallen asleep for a little bit, he'd know that just to wake up before he reached deep sleep, you know, before he goes completely, yeah. like, limp, because the ball bearings would f- fall into the bucket, make a loud noise and wake him up, and then he'd go straight back into to thinking. So is that so that when he's in this sort of almost dreamlike state, he's doing his thinking? That's a hypnopompic state, that's called. A hypnopompic? Yeah, when you... So that's like... like you know when you press snooze? Yeah. So research that, that's pretty cool, hypnopompic state. When you press snooze and you go back, that's when you have the vivid imagery yes. the dreams why that's the hypnopompic state so you, you don't dream like that in REM sleep again like my colleague David Saunders is the dream guy he can tell you all about that yeah, that's but um, he, that's, that's, it's a hypnopompic state that is so that's when you, you the visual imagery is far clearer very far, vivid very yeah. vivid isn't it um, so I, I imagine it's something like that he's sort of going into this altered state of consciousness mm. to explore these ideas and think about because you're still kind of in control of what's going on yeah and then when he did start to drift, it would wake him back up so he could go back into that mm. thinking and back into that state, which is kind of genius, really, to think of even doing that. I definitely think it, I definitely think it is that. And then from listening to, um, what was the guy's name now? The, the sleep guy on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's been going mad. Matt Walker? Yeah, I've got his book. He basically said that, you know, um, say you have a, a pattern like a piano. It's like, do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. So you're trying to remember that pattern all day and you can't remember it. Yeah. When you go to sleep, right, they've done it in, in my brains where they've played that pattern for them. The pattern is sped up so quick. It's like, do 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 So when you wake up, yeah. you're like, oh, I've got it now. When I heard that podcast, I just thought about shooting basketball. Yes. I true. thought, I'll shoot, if I shoot 500 shots, mm. I need a good night's sleep because then in my sleep, I'm shooting another 1,000 shots. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I was like, yes, that's what happens. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. That's why you get that muscle memory. Ingrained motor patterns. Yeah, you, your your body is or your brain is doing those same motions thousands and thousands of times mm. um, because of the speed it's doing it. Mm. It's nuts to even think about that. Like you can learn a skill, but if you don't sleep well, it's useless. You've wasted your time, pretty much. There are restrictions on this as well. Like from uh, you know, like language studies. Mm. Like at a certain age, there is a certain age where you cannot be. Yeah, it's like eleven, isn't it? Yeah, if you try and learn a language after that age, you can't become fluent in it. And you'll always have an accent. That's another thing as well. So what's that then? So, you so uh, there's a certain there's a certain age where if after that time when you lose, so there's a certain age where you lose the ability then to become fluent and have and you will have an accent. So if your first language is English and then you learn Spanish, you'll have the accent of an English person speaking Spanish. That's why you, if people come here from Greece and they spoke Greek, but they've been here for 15 years, they'll, some things will change because they, they are influenced by the people around them. Yeah. But they will always sound like a Greek person speaking English. Very true. Same way if you move to France, you will always sound like an Englishman speaking French. Yeah. But if you come out of the womb and spoke French, you wouldn't have the accent of an Englishman speaking French and you wouldn't have the accent of a Frenchman speaking English. You would be bilingual and you would be French in France and English here. So there's people who grow up with like a Spanish mom and an English or American dad. Yeah, they can be bilingual. And when they go to wherever, you know, they speak Spanish and they have a Spanish accent. It might not be regional. They no, might no. sound a bit weird. Of course, yeah. But they'll sound what, like their mom did. Yeah. Because they know those words. Whereas if they learn that, after, I think it's 11, mm. again, like, 
See, I need a, I need to be googling stuff. You need this. a young Jamie. I man. do. I need a, someone to pull shit up on the TV screen. Yeah, but um, that's mad though. Yeah, I think with, it's eleven. With other skills, you can definitely still learn into your adulthood. Do you know what I mean? You learn. Yeah, I mean, you can learn the language. It's just that you'll have an accent, and it won't be as good. You won't pick it up as quickly. Mm. Children, when they they come here, like six months of immersion, you can take a kid who just speaks no English and put them in school. In six months, they speak English fine. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's crazy. The, the speed that, and babies obviously is even quicker. You could take a toddler after one year yeah yeah like if i if i had a partner now that speaks french and then she just spoke french to my son he'd speak french yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't understand a fucking word like, Come on he'd, now. he'd have to speak english to dad and french to her <laughs> yeah. but you know that he would learn french and he wouldn't have a french he wouldn't have an english accent doing that he'd be able to speak french like a frenchman and english like an englishman it would be it's insane mm. and you're right we we don't have we kind of do have that with physical skills in a way. Yeah, you like can shoot in basketball from a young age. Or right, if you watch like four-year-olds throwing perfect technique punches and kicks. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost trippy, isn't it? Wait till think. that kid's 15. Yeah. That kid's going to fuck you up. Don't go, to, <laughs> don't go to nursery with my kid. Yeah. Like, like, listen, listen, Jimmy, if he wants the dinosaur today, you can give him the dinosaur today. Right. <laughs> throws that wheel kick. But then th- that's transferable. Yeah. So if you are doing things technically correct and you're in control of your body in this sport by the time you're 15 and you want to play a different sport you can still do that yeah that's where you get genetic freaks who can play all america in every sport yeah like uh, joel Embiid. Mm. he starts playing at what 18 no he didn't 17 Did he really? or something stupid oh my god he started playing basketball like four years before he went to the nba <sighs> Fuck. and look at him in the nba he's killing and it's because at some point he's this freak athlete i think he played football he used to play football so it's like like soccer football but he knows his body he's in control of his body and he's an athlete so he can transfer that to another sport he hasn't got to relearn all that movement mm. he hasn't got to relearn how to move his right leg and his left arm mm. he can do all that shit yeah. now it's just learn the fine motor skills yeah putting the ball in the basket and then learn the iq stuff mm. the iq stuff doesn't take as long as the physical stuff to learn yeah it's crazy that like if you that's um ah shit what's his name it's a japanese samurai warrior but once you once you know the way you see it in all things Mm. so once you've mastered one thing you see how you can master other things very true that's a good phrase that is that's why kids need to play sport once you get good at a sport you can then decide to apply those same principles to being the best plumber in the world God if that's what you want to do right this is what annoys me about kids coming out of school and going to the gym you've got no sort of unless you've played like at high level oh sport, I see it people who can't move their body or not just that they've got no drive in life yeah if, unless you've been to like uh, you know you've played in a sports team and you've really cared so much that if you lose the final you're going to be fucking crying the yeah. whole way home unless you've felt like that unless you've had that sort of passion that sort of you know drive to to win and succeed man you're gonna have a, a tough paper round trying to trying to trying to make it in life because there's so many transferable skills from a sport yeah that you know i feel bad for kids that are just have these body images from social media at school that are just going to the gym and it's very isolated very individual very selfish yeah it's a very selfish environment in the gym especially when you're looking to step on stage because it's your physique against everyone else's. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like fuck you. I'm not. I'm not coming to see you now. I'm not going to go out and have Chinese with you every weekend because it's going to affect yeah. how I look on stage. Yeah, it's um, not a life. To- it's not a lifestyle 
that I envy in any way. I have so much respect for those guys. Yeah. Because, okay, some people are like, well, why are you even doing that? Like, like that's too far. Mm. <laughs> like, you, you're trying to look too <laughs> perfect here. Yeah. And to the untrained eye, like like I am, mm. I look at the stage, I see six guys, I'm like, you look the fucking, you all look amazing. How do you pick a winner? Yeah. You guys look crazy. Yeah, I was like that. And then, uh, like we'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about the freaks because I think in terms of like you know men's physique or something like that, something like natural guys. Yeah, well, they're definitely some of them are definitely not natural. But the guys yeah, that look they're more, just good at cheating. They look more normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We talk we talk about the mutants. So they're all just absolutely you know two hundred and fifty pounds shredded to the bone, Michelin men basically. Yeah. The, they look for like uh, symmetry. So like everyone's muscles will be different. I mean, some people have like a, yeah, yeah. a really low lat insertion, so it gives them massive wings. Do you know what I mean some people have a really high one, so it might come out wider? Yeah. You know, uh, bicep head. Like where? How far up does your? Do you know? Does that's it all go? genetics. So you can have like a massive mountain of a bicep, or you can have a really well rounded one. Mm. And it's all about like how conditions can they get? So like how how much body fat can they lose? But whilst maintaining oh, their maintaining, muscle mass yeah. and also you know their symmetry and stuff like that but everyone's genetically different yeah. this is why I think it's so ridiculously crazy this stuff about gene doping because yeah. we're going to have 12 mutants they all look the same they're all going to look like Arnie yeah well Arnie was disproportionate as well he had smaller legs real massive chest real massive arms these guys are like you know they're three or four times the size of Arnie now yeah I'm saying like Carly Muscle, is it? Carly Muscle, yeah. Carly Muscle. He doesn't compete. He's just like a freak. He's just fucking enormous. Personality. Yeah, come on now. That's. I think like. he's. I think he's actually. Um, he's been getting into gaming. Believe it or not, he's a YouTube gamer. He's like reduced in size. Do you know what I mean? Which is probably more because a lot of people are dying, man. Yeah. Rich Piana died last year. Yeah, yeah. Although the I haven't seen the post mortem. Yeah, had, I saw someone. Some. To be fair, some. What is it? The. Sh- What's he call himself? Some vegan who talks about being shredded. He's vegan gains. That's the guy. Mm. He, which I don't like the idea of, but making videos with their post mortem certificate. Yeah, I'm thinking, scum, come he's on, a man. Scumbag, man. Do you know like there's this guy called Furious Pete who used to do like eating challenges and eat loads and loads and loads of meat. Yeah. And uh, he got bowel cancer, and uh, oh, you know shit. he basically cu- cu- he was cured of it, and. Uh, He's really big personality on YouTube in the early days. When I say early days, come on, like 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah. And then he was still getting stick from you know people for eating meat and blah blah blah. And he got bowel cancer again. And uh, vegan gains was like, haha, like told you so sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, that's just now. Come on, man. Come on, man. There's, do you know what I mean? You lose it, but that's what we were talking about earlier with the comments. Like you're losing the human. But this guy's a big. person at He's the end. Well of that. known. Do you know what I mean? There's a person at the end of that fucking. But he's big for that, though, isn't he? He's big for trashing people. Yeah. I don't get it. It's I didn't like. I didn't like the bringing the postmortem up, but it was. It was like the. I think the postmortem was some undisclosed and some heart issues and something. But look at the size. Firstly, look at the size of him. You're not supposed to weigh that much mm. at that size. Your heart. You can grow your muscles, but your organs don't change like that. Well, you, some of your organs do. Mm. Your heart isn't. Isn't your heart's not growing to maintain that yeah. if you were a seven footer you can weigh 300 pounds because your heart's bigger mm. but you're going to live less time anyway because of the size of you mm. you're not supposed to, are you like little if you're tiny you're going to live forever yeah yeah like you, you can be yeah. four foot as long as you're healthy yeah. yeah if you're healthy and four foot and it's not yeah. a problem you're going to live forever you're fine do you know with Rich right he was a very Marmite character so people in the fitness industry you know really loved or hated him he what he 
let me just go into a bit of a backstory because I really I've got a soft, a soft spot for him and yeah. I can sit, I dig deeper into it than just what people see. Yeah. So he was like, um, you know, he was huge, um, but growing up, you know, his dad was a bodybuilder and his mum was a model. Now, what type of fucking body dysmorphia would you get from yeah, parents like that? That's, that's so, probably why he's so 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 freaky. He can in, never be big enough. Ingrained with him from a young age that you have to look like this. If he's just like a little pudgy growing up and he sees his dad completely shredded, 240, his mum, this beautiful yeah. you know, beach babe growing up in the 80s or whatever. Not only that, he obviously got into bodybuilding. And the thing with when he actually got into bodybuilding properly, before he looked like a mutant, do you mm. know what I mean? Like he, competing and stuff. Yeah, was he, he, was, he was competing, yeah. but he just wasn't good enough. Right. Like he wasn't genetically gifted enough, no matter how much steroids he took. Yeah, yeah. And this is from when he was like, you know, six, uh, from eighteen. You know, he 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 didn't brag. He openly spoke about over forty years of anabolic usage. Um, and you know, the guy had some severe issues, mental yeah. issues. Do you know what I mean? But he was like, uh, he came across like a really good personality. He made some mistakes and shit. Yeah, like some videos of stuff I've but seen. People of him. have been slating him. He's a nice. He seemed like a, just a nice yeah. guy. Obviously, he had issues. Do you know what I mean? And he was way too big. Probably not the healthiest. But people absolutely tore him to shreds from like his mistakes. But for those that know that his parents were like that, you got to feel for any child growing up in that. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. No. But I mean, the, normally the, the children of athletes struggle in that way. Yeah. Part of that is because you got to live up to your dad being Michael Jordan. Or... Yeah. It's funny. I went to uni with someone whose da- who's, uh, parents have both got medals at the Olympics and he's the most unathletic, chilled out fucking guy. He doesn't do doesn't it. He's gone care. the other way. That's he probably healthier yeah, though. Because now so he's chill. not trying to live up to dad and mum. He's no. just like, well, I'm just going to do something else. I'm just going to do engineering or something. <laughs> yeah, that's the biology. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, there you it's go. It's hilarious. You just think like, bro, the genes you have, you've got like, you've hit not the jackpot with genes. He doesn't want to compete with dad. No. Nah. You know, or mom, he just wants to do something else, and I, I respect that. Yeah, but I also respect those kids who are like, no, you're gonna know my name, like Steph Curry, for example. Yeah, Steph Curry is the most famous Curry, not Dell. Yeah, for, for sure, mate. For that know. reason, let's look at it. Do you know I mean, it's like, like you know, I, I looked at him hit nine threes the other day. Have seen that video? Kobe Bryant's dad was a professional basketball player in Italy. Yeah, and I think he played in the NBA as well for a bit. Mm. But you know who Kobe Bryant is? Mm. If you're a diehard, then you know who. His dad Joe is. is, yeah. Did yeah. he get shot by a fan or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think a fan killed him, didn't he? Like a, a bit of a weird fan. Or something. I don't know. But you you know... um, no, jo- I know Jordan's dad was killed. Oh, was it Jordan's? Jordan's dad oh, was killed. Oh, right. I might be butchering that. For all the basketball players Kobe's... that are listening, shouting at me right now. No, I don't I'm think Kobe's... Game, bro. I think Kobe's dad might be dead now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, think some... I don't think he was killed. By a fan. It was either Joe Bryant or it might be Michael Jordan. Jordan's thing, I think, was related to gambling debts. Really? I think so. Because obviously, if, if you kill Jordan, you'll never get your money. This is why we need a young Jamie. So Jamie right, they could Google it. Yeah. I think there's a documentary on that. Oh, talking about documentaries, mate. Ten part, ten hour, unforeseen, un, unseen footage of the jo- of Jordan documentary coming out next year. Yes, see, I've heard about this. I got excited. Watch the trailer, bro. Yeah? It's like, it's for, for us, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This like... is like, this is better than power, dare I say. I don't yeah. even watch that either. Oh, you know, oh, it's phenomenal. But yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. that's one that I I'm, I don't blame people for watching. I've yeah. heard very good things. But yeah, that's like for us what like um, I don't know what it is for the older generation. I can't really go back. Well, I watched the Cristiano Ronaldo documentary. That was fascinating as well. Yeah. For that same reason, it's like just to see how these guys mm. live, especially if it's like unseen footage. You see, you get to see who Jordan kind of was. Yeah, that's exciting. That's why people like the uh, Kobe doing work. Yeah, that's good. 
because he's talking about it and mm. you see what he's like and now he's got the show detail mm. which is the same thing but you see even before we were saying you know like um drama um sells basically yeah i had a a discussion with a friend the other day he put out a big post basically saying you know that in terms of uh bbl basketball so british basketball yeah the only people that are fans are people that are interested in basketball no one else cares and why should they yeah. because there's no there's n- no one knows who they are if you ask someone down the street oh who's the who's the top player in London Lions basketball team they ain't gonna know I'm wearing a Leicester Riders t-shirt yeah and because it's got a horseshoe on it I think if I'm walking down the street I always think there's some people because you can see when they're reading your shirt mm. they think I'm a horse rider for sure but they look at me and think he's kind of big to ride a horse yeah but I think yeah for sure they think I'm part of a Leicester horse riding team yeah but he had he had uh-huh. this he had this idea where if you take the you know the NBA, people say for example no one knows the NBA. They have cameramen follow teams. You know they have pre game interviews, post game interviews. They 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 film their training. They film the beef. Do you mean they they, they make so, enough content? So it's the it's the story uh, alongside the basketball. Yeah, it's the and story in the story. Yeah, can you imagine BBL? Like I'm not gonna I'm not slating the BBL, but it's not gonna be as professional as the NBA. You're no. going to have some mad training sessions, some mad, you know, even, I know BBL players. I, that's where the story of, like, stories. Justin Robinson is good. Yeah. Because he could be elsewhere, but he wants to be at home, and he's helping in the community, and mm. he's helping with his old clubs, he's doing all that. So that gets a bit of shine, but you're right, it's not really you out the, there. You need the people Whereas that, yeah. you get people who love Steph Curry because he's sick one, he weighs nothing, Yeah. and he's fucking unguardable. Yeah. It's no, He's not like, you know, Shaq. Shaq's like, yeah, of course he's good. Yeah. Fucking look at him, he's massive. Yeah. You can't stop him. He's a monster. Yeah. But yeah, you don't have that story in the BBR. No. I, I've I always Sam mentioned it in his podcast. I I'm I wish that I knew more about history of British basketball. That I knew Birmingham Bullets when they were like Fiat Coventry and when it was the when it black and white pictures, when everyone was wearing Chuck Taylors. Like when basketball was started i wish we knew who those guys were yeah so i know who some of the older guys are but i know who the guys are who are in their 40s and 50s mm. and they know who the guys are who are before then you see some really old guy walking to the gym and you see all the old heads like oh wow like go and say hello i wish i knew who that person was and who the kids know who that person was mm. in the nba you know who those people are of course because their name is is held up on a yeah in the state in the stadium we you know, know who those people are they have the media that covers it but again that's what sam was talking about he wants other organisations. He can't do. It. He's not trying to create this monopoly mm. where he's the only one that covers British basketball. Yeah. Go if you want to cover it. Go ahead. Go out and start it and cover it. And, and it would and make grow, him, it would grow would, the sport. It, it, would, make it would make hoop fix well. better as well. Yeah, because they'd have a competition. Yeah. Right. It would bring more people to the sport because people would come to this other organisation and see hoop fix also do it, and vice versa. Mm. It's like, you know. Whatever, like sharing audiences. Yeah, for him to be in the game this long is a is a testament to his. He know? works hard and he yeah. deserves way more than he gets. Mm. But it will get there because he works hard and it's his baby. Yeah, you know. Well, they've got it's British basketball got a step up now, haven't they? Basketball England. We'll get there. Man. It's sad, really, because in all these different communities in the country, you know, basketball is rife. People play Kids that love it. shit. Kids love it. It's so fun. Yeah. It's a refreshing away from kicking a round ball. It's fun. The game is fast. It's exciting. People jump high, do crazy stuff. They make crazy shots sometimes. Yeah. In football, it's very rare you score a fluke goal. 
Mm. Basketball, you can just throw some shit up. Sometimes it goes in. If yeah, you get exactly. hit, you just throw it. You don't even see it. Like, right, cool. Goes in, you hype then. End of the buzzer, you might just jack up some stuff you don't even practice. Goes in. Goes in sometimes. Sometimes it misses. You cross someone, he drops. Everyone's mm. like, oh, you know. Yeah. It's exciting. It's a good game. It's fast. It's up and down. Yeah. You know, literally every ethnicity plays the game. For sure. There's no, you know, and same with football. But, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no racism in the crowds. The crowds are nicer. They're a bit weird with the drums. That's a bit annoying in yeah, D1. Especially but especially in Europe as well. Yeah, and like fireworks in the crowd and stuff. Flares. I, I was in... Um, I can't remember which one it was. It was. I think it was in Lithuania. But, um... No, it was in Germany. And it was fucking flares. <laughs> like, and fireworks and throwing coins. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, that was crazy. I've seen like European born and Greece people throw that. Like they're on the phone and they just get so mad at something that happens on the court. They just dash their phone on the court. Like, ah! Like, That's a tenagon. Yeah, Malaka. Like, <laughs> <they're> like, wow. <laughs> like if we did that, it'd be like close to a G. Yeah, like I can't do that. I can't. No. Hang on a minute. Fuck you. you should, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We're going to have to end this soon, man. That's cool. That's cool. It's 20 past nine. Is it actually? Yeah. I didn't even notice the time. Oh, my God. But I'm running low on district. We've done two hours, ten minutes. Okay. It's been fun, man. It's been good, man. We should definitely do it again yeah. at some point soon. And sure. if you need to talk to a psychologist, let yeah, me know what you yeah. want to ask me. And I'll, uh, I'll do some research. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, man. But thank you for coming, man. It's a long way. No, no, but, it's um, fine. We'll go and do some stuff you want to record. Yeah, I've got me... Uh, we'll find a place, man. But thanks for coming, man. That was wicked. Yeah, no stress, man. It was fun.